Call the Best Show. Back on a Tuesday evening. My name is Tom Sharp, like I'm the host of the Best Show. And I am here with you, my Best Show friends. Till midnight, doing it live. Maybe you're listening to this 150 years from now on a podcast or whatever the technology may be in the future. Some sort of communal brain that we all tap into. Not we. Not me, man. I'll be gone by then. But whether you're listening in 2016 or 7,358, I welcome you. And we have a fun show for you tonight. The phone number, 201-332-3484, Tonight we're talking about a variety of things. We'll be discussing those things that you used to be able to do or know and then you kind of can't remember or do them anymore. And the hashtag is Tom, duh, D-U-H, T-O-M-D-U-H. And we have Gonerfest tickets to give away. This weekend, Gonerfest in Memphis. I've got a pair of deluxe special gold uh, uh, circle tickets to give away. To whoever is A, going to be in the Memphis area or go to Gonerfest to use this pair of tickets. But I will give them to whoever has the dumbest story that makes me laugh. And who's going to use these tickets? So Memphis people, get on it. 201-332-3484. Because now I tell you that the best show is underway in five, four, three.
How about that? The best show. Back here with you on a Tuesday night. Again, my name is Tom Sharpling. I'm the host of the best show for the time being. Until the word comes down when I've been canned. Which I expect to come uh, shortly. I'm hearing rumblings from upstairs. The uh, the the fancy uh, pants upstairs. Don't. What if I turned it into a thing? I'm actually railing about corporate overlords that don't even exist. And there's the crack of the the Coors Light can. Mike's back in business. You can hear it. It's like old uh, old uh, Casey swinging through there, right? He's like the uh, Dave Kingman of of uh, Coors Light. Actually, Dave Kingman might have been the Dave Kingman of Coors Light. I don't know. Those ball players back then, oh boy, they uh, they had a good time. Back then, I just, you know, a book I just read was the uh, Joe Pepitone book. It's so good. That's, that guy, I don't know if that was as much of a good time back then, as much as he was uh, tortured by his own addiction to, uh, his own sex addiction. Uh, Joe. Joe Pepitone. It's a good book, though. The, it's 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 back in print. What's called, I believe, Joe, you could have made us proud. From 1974, my friends, that does not matter. Joe Pepitone is not the issue of the evening. Tonight, we talk about the things that we've done that are dumb. That we used to be able to do, and now we're struggling with, or we can't, we can't remember it. Let's talk about those things. And again, the best example goes uh, gets two tickets to Goner Fest, which is uh, taking place this weekend in Memphis, and I'll be there. I'll be there. I can't wait. It's one of my favorite things to to do is Goner Fest. Oh my goodness, in the lineup this year. Raining Sound. How about that? The original Raining, the original lineup, I believe. Who else is at this thing? The Black Lips. Kid Congo. Fred and Tootie. Me! I'll be there. I'll be emceeing on the, uh, the Saturday night. What a what a fun night that's going to be. Midnight Snacks are playing that night. Who else is at this thing? Oh my god. Aquarian Blood. Useless Eaters. It's just that the Knots are playing. Knots are so good. 
Jim Dandy is emceeing one of the nights. Remember him, Mike? From Black Oak, Arkansas? Yeah, he's emceeing one of the nights. Was a black, which record? Mike's bragging that he bought a Black Oak, Arkansas records, one of the first records he bought. I don't know who you're looking to pat you on the back. We'll have a guest later in the show also. Mike's, uh, 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 Mike, Mike will be in with a, uh, a friend of his who's very interesting. What is it? What is his name? Jim Murphy. Michael being with Jim Murphy is the photographer. has got a lot of, uh, cool photos and cool, uh, stories. Um, we'll talk to him later. Music. We just heard white mystery from their album out of control. New album sounds a little, uh, they're cracking their sound open. I love it. White Mystery, that's a, a song called Alien Vision Bomb, and it's on their album Out of Control, which came out this year. And you go to whitemystery.com for info on White Mystery. And just remember these these uh, Gonerfest uh, tickets. I want sad stories. Or, I'm, or I won't give them away. I'm telling you, I'm not just giving them away to like, it's not like I have to give them away. I'll scrap these things, man. I'll scrap them. Maybe I'll scalp them. I'll be outside Gonerfest. How tacky would that be? Scalping tickets that I, that Goner was donating for the listeners of this show. I'm out front. Tickets. Who needs tickets? Tickets. Now, when they say who needs... When they're saying who got, who's got tickets, what are they still, they're still flipping tickets? At the last minute, when you go to a thing, they're like, tickets. So they're still buying as well as selling. It's a risky game, man. I scalped once. One time, Mike. You want to hear that story? You got to read my book. That's where you'll get that story. I'm going to, maybe I'll just write a book. I'll start pulling stories back to put in the book. I might just start doing it. I got to write a book. I read some of these dud books that these people write. It's a a sleepwalking through them. These snoozy memoirs. Yeah, Bruce Springsteen put his out today. His memoir. Or I guess he talks about, uh, is he talking about the, the French fry machine at, uh, Stone Pony? I don't know. I don't know about that book. Guy's a blabber mouth. Probably only takes you up to when he was eight. It's a 600 page book. Well, you know, I was, I remember I was, uh, seven years old and I was watching, uh, Ed Sullivan, and uh, a lot of times bands would be on that show, and uh, <coughs> there'd be people you wouldn't have anything in common with, like Topo Gigio would be on there, and uh, Senor Winces. 
And I remember I saw Roy Orbison on there. It's like, I'll say this. First of all, I lived in New Jersey my whole life. I don't know where that accent came from. What is that? What, do you get blown in on the dust bowl? Right? That was 45 minutes from where I grew up. He's talking like he's uh, riding the rails. And then I saw Ricky Nelson. The end to be continued in book number two, which is 1,100 pages and takes me up to the time when I bought my first 45. <coughs> oh, the number that did on my, oh, my voice. I think I'm shot for the night. To look, I, I, you gotta love the guy if you're from New Jersey, just because he, he's also from where you're from, right? But uh, he, uh, I don't know, man. Was he gonna talk about Cowboy Rick or whatever that thing was he did? I don't know. Is there gonna be an audio book on it? Yeah, no, that's not what I was asking. Always Mike with the... First of all, the phone... I can't believe it was one line lit. What a disgrace. What a disgrace. And I'm I'm terrified for who this is. Because it was one of those calls that came in way before the show started. I can, I can feel the energy coming from that, from that call just based on when it, when I saw it come in. So, so call in 201-332-3484 and talk about your, uh, your, your failed, your failed, uh, stories and what Nazis, Nazis. I don't want to talk about Nazis. Uh, here we go. Best show. Here come Tom, the best show, the show's on the air. Mike is right beside him, he's always there. How you doing, Tom? Oh, I'm doing great. Who's this? This is Mr. Avalanche Bob. Oh, my goodness. Avalanche Bob, the, the pioneer of country yodel uh, skid rock. Yeah, right now it's yodel and punk. But in the past it was rockabilly yodel. And I got my first record here. It's a beginning, 1959. Uh, it's called the Rockabilly Yodel. It was released on Cool Records in Harrison, New Jersey. Wait, what? And what year did your first record come out? Rockabilly Yodel, 1959. Nineteen? You're, you put a record out in 1959. Yes, I did. And it's Harrison, New Jersey. My manager was Jim Small, one of the biggest country uh, managers of that time. And I, everything had started with me, and then everything got messed up. And then um, my career really stopped for a while because I had to take care of my sick sister. But I got back on the road again, and I have uh, created, uh, you know, you know, the snowboard going in. Yeah. And a new album will be out, and it's, you're really going to love it, Tom. We've got a lot of beautiful songs on there. The rockabilly, uh, I mean, uh, 
Billboard songs and a lot of deep songs, you know. I can't wait to hear it. I, I, I've heard so many good things about this record uh, from you. Hey, Go ahead. Tom, would you like to hear the Rockabilly Yodel? Would I like to hear the Rockabilly Yodel? The record? Sure. Let's hear it. Okay, now if you don't like it, just stop it. I, I'm never, I wouldn't be hurt because maybe it's not yeah. your kind of music, Look, you know? Would you, before you play it, Avalanche Bob, before yeah. you play it, have you heard about uh, AP Mike, this APMike.bandcamp.com? It's sickening, right? Um, the state of affairs. I think without... so, yeah. Would you do a song called APMike.bandcamp.com? Which Make up a song? There's a, a it's it's this guy this guy who works on the show. I use work very, Mike, right. very very loosely. I use work. He's pretty much. You want here. me to write a song about him? I want you to write a song where it's like where you just say apmike.bandcamp.com. Agentmikestand.com. No, right? No, AP Mike. AP. AG Mike. A, no, the letter A. A. The letter P, as in, uh, please, please, please. You know, please, the P, A, P, Mike. A, P, right. A, P, Mike. Dot. A, P, Mike. Dot. Dot com. No, no. A, P, Mike, dot, Bandcamp. A, P, Mike. Dot, Bandcamp, dot com. Dot, Bandcamp. Uh, yeah. Dot I got com. it. All right. AP Mike dot Bandcamp, right. You yep. want me to write a song for him? Sure. Do you think you could work that into one of your yodels? I'll work it in there. I'll write it for next week, okay? Okay. Great. Next week. So let's you want hear me to do the, it now? No, no, no. Let's hear the record, the original record. Okay. I want to hear this. Here I want it is. To hear. This is my first record. Uh, I'm ready. Uh, okay. Slice of history. Uh, hold on a minute. I got to get it warmed up. I'm ready. Warmed up. What are, you, uh, what are you playing it on a hot plate? Yeah. 
You like it? I don't like it. Oh, okay. I love it. I love it. I love it. That's a great record. 1959. Yeah, Harrison, New Jersey. My manager was Jim Small. He managed a lot of great country singers. And I know what happened to him. He probably passed away by now. I think he was about 40 or 60 or something by then. But And so... um. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, that was my first one, and it was, you know, it didn't get too much airplay, but now it's selling for $200 on, uh, on, uh, on, um, on Amazon, so, uh. Sure. Wow. And, so and who knows, <laughs> maybe it's all from the bathroom. Get it at something today. So who, were, who, were, who, who were some of the other acts you played with back then, Avalanche, Bob? Are His name any? was George Quarter Jr.? Uh, who are some uh, of the another, uh, all, all the cool records? You can check out all the cool records on. Uh, uh, on, on Did you play with any big acts back then on any bills that had? Uh, yeah, uh, I played with uh, some singers back then, and Marvin Rainwater, uh, people like that. Uh, there were some others. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was. Um, uh, I think um, maybe a show with Hanks. I think Hank Snow was back then, and some wow. people like that. I, I you really can't remember. I did some shows in Harrison, New Jersey, and then uh, I went back to my hometown, and for a while I was, stayed in my hometown, and I came to New York, and it's a long, hard story. I came from New York with a guy named Jimmy D. We are managed by Donna Washington. I was singing in the mountains. I came to... Uh, I came with a group named the Fireflies. I suppose you've heard of the Fireflies, right? I've heard it, yes. Of course. The yeah, one. so, uh, it's all, you know, up until the, but the past is gone and the future, all I worry about is the future. I don't care about the past. I just enjoy trying to make this world a little better with my music and not to, financial. God didn't put me that for this. God put me for, for the music and so if I make money, great. Yeah. That's the way I feel, Tom, and wow, I love I you for everything you've done for me. That's you nice. and Kid Chris are some of the biggest. Hi, do you know who Kid Chris is? Kid Chris. Yeah, from uh, Cincinnati. No, I have no idea who Kid Chris is. Yeah, he's a pretty big DJ, yeah. He's not yeah. that big. I didn't hear him. And, uh, so listen, Tom, I'm glad you liked it. Well, Avalanche Bob, you, 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 you. And you want me to write a song, uh, um, AP Mike. AP Mike dot bandcamp dot AP Mike fan dot com, right? Yes, exactly. Um, okay, man, I'll do that. All right, we will talk to you. Oh, listen, man, you keep rocking. You're the best. You know you, that. You, you keep rocking. You're the best. And yeah, you're the, al- you're gonna, the album is uh, going to be done by the end of October, and I've got a lot of different things on there. A reboot of my Jingle Bell Yodel, which was going to be great. We've right. done it over. I'm ready. And I think I'm you're going to like it. I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay, Tom, thank uh, you, you so you much for everything you've you done. Have... And for everybody that don't like me, I love them anyway. Well, yeah, that's all you, you can't worry about, uh, the people. That I can't don't worry like about that. You got enough God people in your them. corner. Exactly. God, but you got enough people in your corner. What are you going to worry? You got to win yeah, everybody I've got over? Yeah, a few fans. My music's starting to build and I think it's going to be really big and I think we're going to do good things and I think we're going to have an exciting, yeah, and I'm not worried about politicians or anything else. No, I'm, I'm worried not, about. I'm going to send this guy AP Mike down to meet you, and uh, and just yeah, like, I think we're going to do a Halloween show at a bar, maybe uh, for my friend, just a special show for him. So I'll let you know, okay, Tom? Sounds good. You take care. Love you, man. Uh, you're okay. the best. Take you're, care. You're the best. Okay, bye.
Hi everybody, Tim Heidecker here. We have a brand new Office Hours that just came out of the oven. We've got legendary psych rocker Ty Siegel. And Doug is back from down under. G'day. G'day. And his mommy came with him. Mommy and Gary Lusenhop are here too. Alicia let me know that she finished the White Album, has thoughts on that. So much more on this legendary episode of Office Hours. Find us on your podcast app of choice or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash office hours live. So who are the animals? Because I don't smell them. Nice guy. Guy wins me over. I tell you, he told the story. He melted my heart. You did it, Avalanche Bob. Now I can't, now I can't, this guy was, this guy was on, uh, some, some thin ice. And he told the story. What am I gonna give him the, the kibosh now? Nah, he's in, he's in for, he's in for the long haul. But I am gonna send Mike, I'm gonna send Mike and Dudio to, uh, hang out with Avalanche Bob and report back. Alright, Mike? I'm going to give him your home uh, address. You mind? Do you want to put your... You should just... It's probably time to give your your address and phone number on the show, right? I'm kidding. Could you imagine? Oh, could you imagine, Mike? No, Avalanche. Bob, you did it. Back in your corner, buddy. Best show. How's it going, Bob? Oh, it's, it's, it's going well. To whom am I speaking? This is uh, this is Brent, New Jersey. Brent. Yep. Where are you calling from, Brent? Where in New Jersey? Hello. Hello. Hey, Tom. Hey, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, uh, Brent. What's up? Hey, so my story kind of interlaces with another thing I'm trying to do. Yeah. Um, I'm probably uh, pestering you the past couple weeks on Twitter. Trying to uh, to get you to come to a Diary of Planet show in the city. Oh yeah, yeah, you've been bothering me on Twitter, <laughs> trying to get me to go see you, Diary of Planet. Like, you look, put any uh, look, any thought into that so far? Now, I think they're good. I like everything I've heard by them, but that name can't get past the name. Oh, I mean, I know, but once you go, I mean, it's like a church, it's a religion. Good. I look, they sound great. The name, though, it stops me. <laughs> who's, who's that? Who's yelling? Who is that? Sorry, I'm on a train right now. You're on a train? <laughs> yep. Where are you taking the train? You're not on a train. I'm on the train. What train? What train? What train? Jersey Transit. Goodbye. I'm done. I'm done with you. You're bugging me. Best show. Hey, Tom. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. To whom am I speaking? This is Will in Knoxville. Will in Knoxville. What's up uh, in Knoxville tonight, Will? Oh, just uh, having some beers, relaxing, listening to the best show. You're going to try to win those tickets. You're going to try to win those tickets, aren't you? Oh, I came in late. What tickets? For Goner Fest. Oh man, I was I was supposed to go and I couldn't get off work, mm-hmm. and 
my band was even going to play at like one of those after party shows and it was all booked up and couldn't get off work and so we had to cancel it. It's a rarity that we canceled and not the show cancels. And what's the name of your band again, Will? Psychic Bouse. And you're going to go down like that, huh? You're going to go down. Yeah. For some job gotta, you won't have. You're going to work the work. For a we'll job next you, year. You a job. There's always, always next. For a job you won't have, uh, a job you won't have next year. I hope I've had it ten years. So oh well, then I, hope, then I hope you nope. have it. I hope you do have your job. I thought you were working like a temp kind of job. No, thanks, Tom. I appreciate that. Yeah, um, I thought I'd call you tonight and tell you something real dumb I did or recently or fairly dumb. Made me feel dumb. Let's hear it. Well, I generally wear jeans, but I got excited and thought maybe I'll try to find some pants that aren't jeans. And I was reading around the internet, I found some pants. Okay, like looking at them, and the size box said 28 to 33. And I thought, well, that's weird. Why would they only make 28 to 33? So I looked at the other styles of pants, all of them, 28 to 33. So I get pretty discouraged. I wear 34. You know, I started milling it over. A couple of beers decided that they had something against where they wanted to have some exclusive skinny people pants, you know. Mm-hmm. And... I sent him an email stating, you know, hey, I'd like to buy some pants for me. I'm sure that anyone else would buy these size 34 pants as well. Yeah. They emailed me back the next day and said, oh, I don't know what the problem is. I'm sorry you're having trouble, da, da, da. So I get back on the website and look and then think about it. And I scrolled, and there's every size you could ever imagine if you scroll. So I emailed them back and told them that I was an idiot. Thanks for their time. But well, Will, <laughs> that's a pretty dumb story. I gotta say, you, it's you, a dumb story. But I thought you might get a smirk out of it. I did get a smirk out of it, awesome. but I'm amazed that you're folding like a cheap camera, and you're not going to make it to Gonerfest. You're not I want to go. You're one, in Tennessee one day. I don't really wish this on you, but you might you might gain a little bit of a perspective of the dismal drive from Knoxville to Memphis. It's it's worth the, it's worth it to go to Garnerfest, but I've driven from New work. Jersey to I Memphis. I know it. I know it. I know it. And you go past Knoxville, you're like, oh, good, we're almost there. Yeah, that's so, true. You have a drive from Knoxville. You're going to cry about the drive from Knoxville to Memphis. What is it? Six and a half hours. It's it's yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's about seven. I drive the speed yeah. limit, so it takes me a little bit. Yeah, so what do you do? You, you you put an audio book on, or you listen to the best show. You listen to two episodes two of the best shows. show, and you're there. I guess it's two best shows away, pretty much. <sighs> you're a crybaby, Will. Well, cry I really wish I could make it, but next year, I definitely am going to make it. That's I'm, I'm already kicking myself. Good, and all right, all right, I'll believe it when I see it. I'll believe it when I see it, Will. Well, have a great time in Tennessee. Oh, and um, I appreciate you. Look, you thanks you for the call. Awesome. You're awesome. You have a great night. Okay, Thank you. Bye. Mmm, my friends, let me tell you about Blue Apron. Blue Apron. You think about restaurants are so expensive, right? You think about you go there and you're paying a ton of money to eat food out and about. And then you don't even know what the what you're eating there. Blue Apron. 
This is good food, high quality, good tasting. You don't know what's on that steamer tray you're you're getting the, your food from. The places I go to. Thank goodness for Blue Apron. They got partnerships with over 150 local farms, fisheries, and ranchers across the United States. And the seafood is sourced sustainably under standards developed in partnership with the Monterey Bay Aquarium Seafood Watch. And the food can, Blue Apron can be delivered to 99% of the continental U.S. and 99.5% of food deserts. And because they ship the exact amount of the ingredients you need to make a recipe, they reduced food waste. It really is, uh, high quality, delicious food, great ingredients, and it's less than $10 a meal. And the, the recipes are seasonal and they mix them up for you. The menu's always constantly evolving and you can pick things that fit your dietary needs and restrictions. So you get to make those incredible meals with high quality ingredients. Whether it's Japanese ramen noodles, wild caught Alaskan salmon or heirloom tomatoes, Blue Apron brings you the best. Some of the menu items in September, paprika, paprika spiced shrimp and cheddar grits with tomato and sweet corn, eggplant and chickpea tagine with islander pepper tomato and couscous. Summer udon noodle salad with cherry tomatoes, corn, and summer sweet pepper. Oh, my goodness. Don't those all sound so good? You want to start making good food at home for under $10 a meal? You go to blueapron.com. Check out this week's menu. You go to blueapron.com slash best show and check out the menu and get those first free, those first Three meals free with free shipping. BlueApron.com slash best show. Check out the menu this week and get those first three meals free with free shipping. You're going to love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. BlueApron.com slash best show. Blue Apron, a better way to cook or Blue Apron. Cook some food, bruh. Best show. Hey, uh, this is John from Maplewood. John from Maplewood. Quality. This is, this is just what we need right now. This is just that in times like these troubled times, a guy like John from Maplewood comes. Look, he's not, he's not Barry Bonds. He's not going to. Hit it out of the park, uh, 600 feet. But he's also not going to strike out two thirds of the time he steps to the plate. <laughs> he gets on base. That. He gets on base. He's quality. Well, Ma- thank you. He manufactures runs. How are you doing, John? I'm doing okay, and I appreciate that. My son's listening tonight, so the fact that you didn't, you know, you were decent to me. Thank you. That I didn't. I didn't eviscerate you in front of your son. He'd never be, would be a little rough. Look, at the, I didn't want this. Is this might be out of bounds? Mm-hmm. And please tell me if it is. Fist fight between you and your son. You win ten times out of ten, right? 
your kid. He can't. He doesn't even stand a shot. Right? Sorry, Billy. Is his name Billy? <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he he gets a good shot in once in a while. I don't know. He's low. He's got a low center of gravity. So so just like yeah. he he still has like a puncher's chance. And look, I'm telling John from Maplewood Junior. This is not any sort of thing to say. Go fight your dad. You don't. You respect your dad. You treat this guy nice. He treats you nice. All those things that he bought you that you th- they're garbage now. They're in some landfill. He bought them for you. You wanted them then. He still takes care. He still gets that food on the table. You worship this guy. And you remember, do not know what a public service you've just done. And you were listen to me, John from Maplewood Junior. Your papa comes home from work. This is how I want it now in that house. You're waiting there. You say good evening, Papa. And then you take <laughs> you take his coat. Do you have a coat? Do you come in with a coat? Well you will sooner. Even if you don't wear a coat at work, you'll have a coat just because it'll be cold out. Well now I'll be sure to wear a coat. Yeah. You take his coat. Good evening, Papa, and then you say you say good evening, uh John from Maplewood Junior, and you pat him on the head. Then he says, What what can I get you, Papa? And then you'll say, uh, well, what would you want when you come in the door? What would I want? Uh, maybe some tea? Some tea, hmm. And you say, some- I'd like some tea. And then he says, yes, Papa. And he goes, makes the tea. And then you sit in the, in the, the chair, right? The big chair. Right. The Archie Bunker chair. We've got one. And then he brings the tea in. Should he steep it in front of you? Do you want like a whole presentation or should he just bring yeah, the tea ready? I, I think that would be good if he was sort of, uh, you know, the, the word is, I don't know what it is, but yeah, I guess steeping, taking the tea bag and putting it into the uh, well, cup in front of me. Well, that this, would be good. This is what I would say. Go get a tea tray. Mm-hmm. You get a tea tray. He has to wheel it in. It has snacks on it also. Right. Cucumber sandwiches, mm-hmm. some uh, madeleines. Is that a thing, right? Is that a thing? A snack? I think it is. Yeah, I've heard of those. Or, or some uh, one of those uh, uh, breakfast treats. Yeah, he'll have like some Stelladora breakfast treats on it, some Hydrox cookies. Mm-hmm. He wheels that in, and he's got a white cloth over his forearm <laughs> and he pours the tea for you and then uh, then he walks out of the room backwards <laughs> in kind of like a half bow right. and there's also a be- there will be a bell on this tea tray as well that you just ring you, yeah yes and, and would, did you say he would have a towel over his arm yes he would good good okay and then he'll, he can also, uh, as you're sitting there, he can also kind of buff your shoes. Right? Yes. Perfect. You I'll look, stop wearing open toe sandals. John from Maplewood Jr., this is how it is now. Yep. And if you don't like it, you hit the bricks. <laughs> right? There's, I, I, the Maplewood, there's a Whole Foods out there. You go get a job at Whole Foods, you don't like it. 
I'm not in the same room as him right now, but I can imagine the look on his face at the moment. <laughs> so, what, what, to what do I owe the pleasure of this call, John? Well, I, I uh, am not asking for tickets to Ghana Fest because I really can't make it, but I would like to offer a, a dumb story if that's okay. Yes. Please. So, okay. So when I was in uh, high school, um, it was Halloween, and I decided to wear, like, a 70s get-up. This was, you know, in the 80s, so not enough time had passed for it to be a very good costume. But um, I had the shirt unbuttoned halfway, and I asked this kid in my class to uh, draw chest hair on me. <laughs> now, this kid was kind of a bully, but sometimes we were friends. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know if I could really trust him, but I trusted him, <laughs> which was my mistake. Yes. Because then he uh, proceeded, without me realizing it, he proceeded to write IMA with, it's a four-letter word that starts with a D and ends with a K mm-hmm. on my chest. <laughs> sure. And I had, did not know he had done this. <laughs> and then I started walking down the hallway. <laughs> First stop was my economics teacher. Yeah. And I said, I stretched my shirt wide open and said, hey. <laughs> Oh, so that's, that's, it proceeded to go on like that for quite some time before I looked in the mirror, or so, I can't remember how it resolved itself. Oh, Maybe a friend told me. That is horrifying, John. It was bad. Yeah, that's a bad one. You'd probably win if you were if you were in in Tennessee. You'd win. Yeah, I figured. I I, I wish I could go because I this this was an awful one. I mean, I can't believe I trusted this clown, but. That's what happens. <laughs> you listen to me, uh, John from Maplewood Jr. You run into the room now. As soon as your father hangs up, you run into the room and you clap. And you say, you say, smashing story, Papa. Smashing story. No, if he doesn't do it, John, you call me back. You let me know. I'll let you know. I'm going to keep on this. (laughs) Oh, that's such a good story. Thank you, John. Have a good night. You too. Okay, bye. Good guy, Mike, right? Yeah. Did you know where where I got this topic? The topic is duh tonight. Duh. Just duh. And this is where, 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 where this started. The other night I'm driving. I feel myself. I you ever get that feeling that you're just like getting dumber? I know I'm getting dumber. I know it. I can feel it. I can feel my brain shrinking. I'm driving home. About a mile, two miles from from uh, from home, I get a, a flat. And thankfully, I'm driving on side streets. It's manageable. I was not on the, the New Jersey Turnpike, which would have been it's my worst nightmare breaking down. Every time I've broken down on a highway, it makes you just like hate cars and just you just hate the way the world works then 
Like that's when, that's when it feels like, why don't I have a lot of money? Cause then I wouldn't be in a car that broke down. I mean, I just remember so much of my life was filled with car engines catching on fire. Weird smoke rattling. Cars just, you know, they're, you know, it's going to happen. And it's just, when does it happen? That one time you're out in the car and you just feel it click down and you just know, oh, this car, this might be the last time I drive this car ever. This might be it. This car might die today. And you're on the parkway. And then the car stops, stalls, that lowly roll over to the side of the road, hazards on. You get out, you look at it, and you have nothing you can do. It's not like you get out and you're some master mechanic. I'm looking, I'm looking at smoke coming out of my engine. Hmm, my diagnostic of this would be that, uh, Something's wrong with the engine. Thus, uh, stopping the car from moving and, uh, creating this smoke. That's my diagnosis of this situation. So now I'm going to wait for a policeman to pull up. Or I'm going to hope I still have some AAA membership, which I know I don't. Always that moment. Did I renew AAA? No, I didn't. Oh, wait. When, 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 how long have I let it lapse? Oh, six years. Oh, hi. You call AAA. Hi. Uh, I'm just calling. I'm not sure. Uh, I'm pretty sure my membership is up to date. I'd like to. What? It's not. Well, I'd like to update it, please. Why? Is there a, is your car broken? No, no. I'm just calling to update my membership at four in the morning. And you can hear I'm on a highway in the background. That's all. I'm calling to just update my membership in the middle of the night. And I sound ner I sound scared and tired. So, yes, here's my credit card number. Uh, good night. Beep, boop, 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 boop. Yes, hi, I'd like to report. Uh, I have a car, my car's broken down. I, uh, just the worst feeling. I've had it happen so many times. I've had brakes fail on cars. Where I like skidded through a thing I could have gotten crushed. And then the cop pulled me over and he's like, what are you doing going through it? And I, I yelled back at the cop, my brakes did work. And the cop, oh, okay. Like actually let me off the hook. Not like the time I got my car searched a few years ago, which was what a fun night that was. Driving home from doing my show. And, uh, 
got pulled over for speeding on the highway. Ten miles over the speed limit. You look nervous. Yeah, it's because there's two cop cars behind me. And I'm in a parking lot. And you guys are starting to get very intimidating. Then that moment where they just go. Yeah, we're either going to, uh, you can either consent to have your car searched or we're going to impound it. You can. Boy, really giving me a lot of options there. I can either say yes to having my car searched or I can say no and you'll search it five hours from now. But that's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about rat cops. I'm just saying, I've you, you, you drive a car, you have a history of cars just breaking down and blowing up and croaking right in front of you. So the tire, the flat tire goes, and I just, it all rushes back. Every feeling I've tried to avoid for my adult life of... Cars breaking. But I'm like two miles away. I can make it home. So I'm doing that classic three mile an hour side road drive. Hazards. <laughs> the neighborhood at 930 at night. Car drives by. I got to pull over, let him pass. Finally got some momentum going. Now I got to start it back up. Get home. I'm like, all right, let me put the donut on this dumb thing. I'll go get the tire changed. I'll go get the tire replaced tomorrow. Get the jack out. Get the donut out. trying to put this thing together. Suddenly I can't remember how to do any of it. I got the jack because you got the one thing that's got the little hook on it, then the other stick that pops into it, and you crank it that way. I'm putting this thing the wrong way. I'm going this way, that way. I got the jack going sideways under the car. I start cranking the thing. Then I hear... Oh boy, I got the jack in the wrong place. Have to lower it again. Then there's like that jack, what's it called on the car? It's like a jack pressure point. Right? So I'm looking at the manual for this thing. And I used to know this stuff. I used to change a tire in 15 minutes. Here I am, I'm on the ground. My drive, thank God I'm in my driveway. I'm not on the side of the highway with this happening. Oh my God. Can you imagine? Suddenly I can't remember any of it. I'm cranking this thing. It's just picturing the jackpot going right through the floor of my car. Covered in sweat. I was thinking, it's just like, what happened? Where did the, 
Where did the ability go? So then I go inside and watch a video on. Oh, it's mortifying. I'm on YouTube watching a video. How to change a jack. Like it's the first time I had to change a tire. It's the first, like it's the first time I ever did it. Go back out. At least I figured out how to hook the two, two, uh, bars together to crank it easier. I still couldn't do it exactly right. I'm getting that thing going up, up. And finally, I'm just like, you know what? If this thing falls, I don't even care. I'm go, I'm cranking this thing up. If it tips over, what do I care? Goes through the floor of my car. I'm, I'm done. Finally get the thing jacked high enough so the donut goes on it. Get the donut on it. And that's like a victory. How's that a victory? And and, and my wife was saying, call a triple, just call triple A. She's like, you don't have all night to do this. And I'm saying to myself, yeah, I should call triple A. I'm not good at this. But I'm also just picturing it's like, well, it was my, fa- my, my father, my father would just show up, pop that thing five minutes, boom, boom, boom. I'm like, that gotta finish this thing now. Just in the spirit of uh, what, what my father would have wanted me to be able to do as an adult. And I also could not handle that, just the face on that triple A dude pulling into my driveway. Ah, oh, you couldn't fix your tire. Like, oh. You imagine what that would, guy does it in two minutes, has to give me that smirk. Like I can't, so what am I going to say back to him? Yeah, well you ever, uh, I don't know, you, you ever punch up a screenplay? Yeah, I didn't think so. We each have our skill sets, buddy. No. Had to do it. But yeah, I felt myself. I was like, "How? What? What happened? What got me to this point where I'm not? Where I'm? It, this is a fight to do a thing that used to just be much easier. And look, I know I did it with more regularity in the past, but still, it should not. Ha- I should not have hemorrhaged any memory of it. Then." Next day, drive to the train station, park my car at the train station, take the train, come back. I parked in a different part of the the parking garage at the train station, so I'm just like, okay, oh, it's a different different area. Okay, I know where I am. I come back off this train, walk into that parking garage. I could not find my car. I'm like, is my car gone? Did somebody steal my car? And I'm pressing that key thing over and over. And finally here, so far away. God knows where it's coming from. 
I don't know if it's on the same floor I'm on, if it's one up, one down. I'm walking around this parking garage looking for my car. I walked the length of this thing. I tell you, I walked for 45 minutes till I finally found my car. What's going on? Now I can't park? I'm getting dumber. Then I'm like, all right, I'm going to read. I'm tired of reading nonfiction. All I read is nonfiction. This is what drives me crazy. This AP Mike. This guy. He reads these books. Like it's nobody's business. He's knocking back books. And he's reading like heavy duty books. Meanwhile, I'm like. How far into this issue of Rolling Stone am I? Oh boy, it's been two weeks. I guess I gotta read this Green Day article. I guess I can power through. I guess I can power through this Green Day article. And put this one to bed. Put this issue of Rolling Stone to bed. Rolling Stone is, Rolling Stone is like a pamphlet now. It's like 32 pages long. I'm sitting there. So I read, I take out this, literally the smallest fiction book ever that's not like green eggs and ham is The Man Who Would Be King. It's like 60 pages long. I'm staring at that first sentence in this thing. Like, what? Trying to wrap my head around it. Oh, I really think I'm something. Maybe I have some problems. Maybe something's wrong. Is there just no room left in my head? Is that what it is? Does that, is that how that works? There's just no more room left. Then I drive, I finally find my car. I drive my donutted car to, uh, to get some shelves to put together. You know, those basic shelves that you don't even need a, like a, you need like a, uh, a hammer to put it, like a mallet is all you need to put them together. Everything kind of clicks together. I've put together probably 50 of these things over the years. Well, fast forward to me stuck putting that thing together for hours. This shelf. And then fast forward to me watching a YouTube video on how to put the shelf together. Things falling on my head. I might be rolling backwards. I might be, this might be a backwards, uh, this might be a, a, a backward endeavor. Two weeks to read an issue of Rolling Stone. And this mic is plowing through books. This guy is He's getting better, and I'm getting worse. 
But when I first met him, he was the, he was as if the song, that Bruce Springsteen song, what's that one from the from Born to Run? Hey Johnny, I got a deal. What's that? Meeting Mike, Mike was if, if that song got hit by lightning and came to life. That was Mike. Mike is that song. Sleazy shade deals and guys in parking lots and can you get rid of this car for me and we're going to hit it big and then hide me. Then I turn around. Here he is. Knocking these books off. And I'm staring at that first sentence in that novella. Not a novel. The man who who would be king. Someday I'll get off page one of it. So that's why we're talking about things like that. When you feel you are just losing brain power and not being able to do the things you could do before. And the hashtag is Tom. Duh. And we are giving out these Gonerfest tickets, a pair of gold level tickets for Gonerfest, which is this weekend in Memphis, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You got to be able to use them. Whoever has the best story gets to get the tickets at the end of the show. You won't regret it. Black Lips, Kid Congo, Rainy Sound, Fred and Tootie. Best show. Hello. Hello. Hi, Tom. This is Nicholas Tanek. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I, I had a, I'm well. I'm well. Uh, thanks for asking. Great show. I have a quick story of, of me being incredibly dumb. Like, this is, I'm so embarrassed and ashamed by this. Um, 1994, 18 years old, we're on a rooftop. I'm a Rutgers student. Rooftop in New Brunswick. And I, I was a bad kid. Rutgers! Rutgers, yes. Grease trucks! We're going to grease trucks! <laughs> well, this is, I, I hung out with a little different crowd. So let's just, <laughs> let's start with the bad idea okay. number one. The dumb idea number one. We were smoking angel dust on a roof. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. The end. Yeah. Well, you can no, kind we, of say that's the end of the dumb story. No, well, we started jumping from rooftop to rooftop, like moms. <laughs> okay. And idiot, like, it was, you know, I, I made the first, made the first one. And it felt alive, felt crazy. Then uh, made the second one, made the third one. Uh, fourth one, not so much. Fourth one, I was hanging from the gutter, like, Vertigo. Like how, high, how high up are you? Only now? like three floors. Only like three floors. Only three. Hold on. Only three floors. Oh, it's 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 enough to paralyze you, maybe kill you, yeah. break your couple legs. But you know, but we're stupid. We're so dumb. And I I, I noticed that there were windows, and in between the windows, down to three floors, there was this huge pipe, brown pipe, all rusty. So I used that as like a ladder. And I'm cutting up my hands, my hands all bloody. I finally get down, and I'm so proud that I'm alive. Not, not proud, happy, happy, lucky 
that like I didn't break anything. Mm-hmm. And the my crazy friends who are not my friends anymore because they're bad influences. I don't do drugs anymore. And uh, just so you know, um, they're like, yeah, yeah. I turn around and there's this guy. He you'd classify him as a hipster these days, but '94 that term wasn't even a term. And he's wearing a bathrobe. Had a little kitten in his hand. I remember that his his flip flops were different colors. You know where they were mismatched. And here I am with a huge devil-like smile on my face. My face was beat red. My eyes were wide, like an insane person. And I had blood all over my hands. And he's like, all scared of me, as he should have been. And he's like, what are you doing? And I go, angel dust. And I walk away. So I think that's all funny at the time. But now, later in the night, I get so embarrassed. And I just I go back to my apartment, which is right off Houston Avenue. And um, I start listening to Spaceman 3, Transparent, Transparent Radiation, which is, I don't know if you know that song, but it's a very long, like, eight-minute song. It's really psychedelic. and Yeah, it's a Red Crayola song. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And it's a really, like, psychedelic song. And so, like, I'm, like, coming down off of drugs. And it was at that moment, at that moment, I kept on saying to myself, what I did tonight was so stupid. I'm so stupid. I'm such an idiot. I can't do stuff like this anymore. Because I was, like, this skater kid when I was a teenager when I do like crazy dangerous stuff for fun you know what I mean mm-hmm. and I just realized I had this realization this revelation where I was like I can't do stupid stuff like this anymore I can't I'm gonna either kill myself or someone else might get hurt by accident yeah you know what I mean I like I can't do stuff and it really like that moment kind of changed my life now I'm embarrassed by it but I never did angel dust again <laughs> that is so. well look the the more the the good part of the story is that you you didn't go back to angel dust. Yeah, yeah that's the good part of the story. Yeah. Well, all right, man. Great I'll story. Yeah. Um, oh, can I just plug my site real quick? Of course. Great. I interviewed you for Network Awesome. If you go to thecoolestway.net, um, you could watch that interview um, of me interviewing you. And I have some books, uh, The Coolest Way to Kill Yourself, Chip Black Nail Polish. Check it out. And, oh. Tom, you have a wonderful evening. I love your show. You have a great night, too. Take care. Bye. Good guy. He's a good guy. Mike doesn't like him, but I like him. Hey, this Mike comes in says you're going to mention apmike.bandcamp.com tonight right yes Mike you're going to tell everybody I still have the master shirts right yes Mike you're going to tell everybody we have all different sizes right yes Mike you can tell them they can just order them at apmike.bandcamp.com right yes Mike and that's all he says to me then he just goes, then he just sits at the phone bank, gets ready to take calls. That's the level of our, 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 uh, exchange at this point. Best show. Good evening, Tom. Good evening. To whom am I speaking? You're speaking to Caroline in Brooklyn. Caroline in the city. What's up? I have a low stakes one for the topic tonight. Okay, the topic being, duh! Duh, right? What, what yeah. Is, let's hear it. What is the thing? Now, are you going to tell me something that you've... Because some people are, are, are just telling stupid stories. 
I'm looking for the things that you you're 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 getting dumber at. But I'll well, take Well, I got I got one that I've gotten dumb at that I regret, but it's not like a life skill. Well, let's tell me tell me the one you're going to tell me. Okay. So when I was a kid, I took piano lessons, you know, for a couple of years, and I used to be able to just like bust out Scott Joplin's The Entertainer in any room where there was a piano. And I miss being able to do that. It's kind of a neat parlor trick. To just sit down and go. Is <laughs> your hand going boom, 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 like doing all that bouncy stuff? Oh yeah, all the little I'd like wink on the beat. I wish I could do that. I wish I could play piano, right? Yeah, it's pretty much that at parties. It would be fun to sit down and just go, oh, you have a piano. And then you sit down and you just go, <laughs> but you better play that thing a long time. People are going to be like, what's next? You're like, well, it's kind of the only song I know. Right? No, that was, that was the same same thing for me. I could play that and then I'd like kind of play a little bit of the Easy Winners, which is like the B-side of The Entertainer. People didn't recognize it. I didn't know the whole thing. You know, it was like a, a, a quick decline, which is probably why my brain expelled that information. You know, the song I wish I could play on the piano would be, I would sit down and I would play Rhapsody in Blue. <laughs> right? You don't worry that people would get tired like halfway through. It's like a 16 minute piece. Yeah. But you wear them out. Then they, they leave and they don't know it's the only song you can play. They're gone. <laughs> The perfect crime. Yes. So what do you got, Caroline? What's the, what's the, the thing you were going to tell me? From no, that was it. No? That was my, that was my kooky thing. And then, it. you know, I can't do a long division anymore, but who needs it? Yeah. I can't do that. Can you write in script? Do you write in script as well as you used to be able to? I can't do the, like, classic, like, lined paper. You know, that paper with the dotted lines yeah. where you, like, do half the letter. would be, like, half the lines. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do. Look. I can't, I can't do that kind of like schoolroom cursive, but my handwriting now is in such a deplorable state that it's kind of its own ad hoc script. My handwriting is the great, I'll say this. My handwriting is the greatest. It really looks good and I could write out things for hire with how good my handwriting is. The style you of mean like, I developed. like side of the building sign painting, or do you mean like really good estate sale? I mean like telephone writing sign. out liner notes. If somebody wanted handwritten liner notes for their album, oh, yeah. or if they wanted me to write out a like a Pete Frame album tree thing, <laughs> like band family tree, I could do that. Like I got the inside great of Humpty Dory, right? That like nice kind of like print writing with the little flower drawings. I got great handwriting, and I'm proud of it. You should be. It's a dying art, Tom. Thank you, Carolyn. I'm going to say goodnight because all the lines are lit. Have a good night. You too. Bye. Best show. Hello? Hello. Hi, Tom. It's Lena from Keyport. Lena from Keyport. What's up in Keyport? Where's Keyport? Rhode Island? No, New Jersey. New Jersey? Yes. Where's Keyport? It's like by Madawan. Okay. Where's, where's Matawan? Um, it's, I don't know, in Monmouth County. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. 
So what's going on, Lena? I have a story for the topic. Let's hear it. Um, so it's involving entourage. Um, my first, like, real job out of college was doing social media. Um, and so I guess, like, 2004, so it was when entourage, like, first came out. And it was sort of still the beginning of, like, social media marketing. And um, I used to manage the account for, like, the individual characters. And one of the characters I managed was Turtle. And um, people would write to him, like, direct messages and be like, hey, Turtle, what's up? Like, can you help me get into the industry? Like, they were actually talking to the real character. Okay. I didn't know if they thought, like, Entourage was a documentary or something. So they thought it was like they're asking Turtle for actual – when if they would watch the show, they realized Turtle no, doesn't know anything. Exactly. And it was like multiple people. So it wasn't even just one person. And we would have to write back to these people and kind of explain in a nice way that this is just a character profile. Mm-hmm. So that was like a year-round Santa Claus kind of thing <laughs> when you were just one of Santa's helpers. And you had to say you were just Santa's helpers helping out Santa. Yeah, pretty much. Turtles helpers. Pretty much. I'm not the real turtle. The real turtle's so busy in Los Angeles right now, <laughs> all year long. So, turtle gets helpers to field requests from little kids like you who want to know how a character who drives around a movie star can become a movie star. Exactly. <laughs> Remember when Jerry Ferrara called the best show? Do you remember yes. that? Were you excited? You feel like you're kind of ne- you feel like you kind of <laughs> true or false, Lena. You ha- you feel in your heart of hearts. I'm not judging you that you have some sort of connection to Turtle and to Jerry Ferrara because you portrayed Turtle on social media. <laughs> Honestly, I do. Yeah, I was his voice. You should. You should. Did you have to talk about Avion? I don't know what Avion is. I honestly didn't watch the show. You were the voice of Turtle, and you don't even know what Avion. Next thing you're going to tell me, you don't know who Saigon is. <laughs> I don't. I watched, like, the first two episodes, <sighs> I think. Can you believe this, Mike? I don't even want to say, can you believe this? Mike Dudio is the one who... Loves Entourage. He saw the Entourage movie like the night before it came out. I think he paid like extra money to get in there or something. And then I went and saw it two nights later and he was, Dudio was like, I saw Entourage. And I don't know why, why am I giving him that accent? I don't know why I'm giving him this accent as if he's like, uh, as if it's Foghorn Leghorn. He's got the slightest hint of an, of, of a southern accent. Once in a long while, he gets it. But he, um, he was like, I saw the Entourage movie. The theater was packed and people were loving it. I go two nights later, theater's a graveyard. I get to the movie theater early because I'm just like, well, Jason said this thing was packed with people. I don't want to get in that. I don't want that seat in the front row where I'm staring up at the screen. Like I'm not going to get a bad seat for this, so I drag my wife early to it. Theater's a graveyard. We got our pick of seats in it. We watch the thing, and she says to me on the way out, uh, 
Well, that was like watching three episodes of a television show in a movie theater. And I was like, yeah, it kind of was. But the difference is I wish I could have watched more. I, uh, yeah. Well, Did I watch it? No, nah, it's too late. It's too late. <laughs> you should watch Ballers. I keep being tempted, but I just can't. Ballers is like Entourage, but dumber. It's like it's like if for people who had a hard time figuring out Entourage, might I recommend Ballers to you? Because well, The Rock is pretty charming. The Rock is very charming, and then uh, what's his face on is on it too. Rob Corddry, he's charming, right? Yeah, he seems it from the commercials I've seen. He's a nice guy, and it's got a, but it's a, it's a, and I look, do I watch the show? Yeah, watched every episode. Was I excited for the season finale? Super excited. Other people were like, oh my God, it's the season finale of Mr. Robot this week. I'm like, what? I'm more what? worried. I'm more worried if uh, Spencer's going to get his uh, his uh, license to be able to do investments with uh, football players. And there's this football player in the episode that was on this week. This guy Eddie George. And this is that dude, a real football it, player? It really is. This dude must have gone. This dude went full like. Like, he must have been studying with, like, um, Stanislavski or something. This dude goes, he's doing the, he's doing the most, like, on point acting I've seen ever. Like, he knew every turn that the, each line was supposed, I was like, oh my god, this guy learned how to really act for this thing. He's a better actor than The Rock. He's like, he's making The Rock look like he can't act in it. You know, it's also weird. The Rock's super, ha- obviously super handsome. He's built it with this body that's like, like, perfect, right? The guy's like a, it's like a statue. Yeah, he's ripped. Right? Yeah. I mean, he's, but he's, he's beyond ripped. <laughs> now for, for like, for, it, it, like, is he, but he almost seems like, so ripped that it's like, like, yeah, you know, I don't find Angeline, you know, Angeline, the LA woman who would like <laughs> drive around, like, like on paper, it's just be like, Hey, you guys, you like sexy ladies and they wear low cut tops and they go chest and they wear things. It's like, but it's like, it's like so over the top. It's like, yeah, it's not, uh. Yeah, it's... Yeah, it's he not, looks like he's about to burst out of his skin. Yeah. He's a little too much at this point. And then he wears, like, these suits where he's so huge in, like, just a suit. It's like... And that's... Yeah, that suit looks like he's going to hulk out in it, right? Like he's going <laughs> to yeah, go... Totally. Like he's supposed to go, I couldn't get my license, and now I'm getting mad. <laughs> and the suit just rips off of his skin. <laughs> but it doesn't... Happen and they, but he's like, I don't know. Oh, I had dinner with that guy once. You did? I did. You want to hear the story? Yes. Read my book. Get off my phone. From now on, you want to hear the good ones? Read my book. 
I had dinner with The Rock. Famous person came up to the table. Like, legendarily famous person came up to the table and had to, like, say to The Rock, like, oh, it's so nice to meet you. A guy who would never have gone up to somebody else's table in the past. Best show. Hey, Tom, it's Jesse in Toronto. Jesse in Toronto. What's up, Jesse? Well, I've got a story for you, but I've got a quick question for you, too. I've got an I'm dumb story, but I've got a question. Um, we in, uh, in Toronto here, we just had the Tragically Hip play what is billed as their last show ever. Mm-hmm. And the Tragically Hip is uh, kind of a, the quintessential Canadian band. Yeah. And I was wondering if uh, that stuff ever made its way to you guys, or to you specifically, I guess, uh, and if uh, you, you, you knew what was going on over here about it. Yes, I knew what was going on. Personally, I, I do not know uh, their music beyond a very, very limited point. But um, I'm aware of the story, and and I thought it was very emotional and very touching. And I'm, I'm glad that he got his uh, to have that moment. And I'm surprised to hear that it didn't make it all the way, like, you know. That's so much, I mean, so much since like the the late '80s. You guys never. It's it's just strange, you know. You guys didn't get a whole lot of it, but well, stuff don't make it. Stuff don't always uh, translate here. Like uh, up there, you could probably, if I asked you to sing "Go for a Soda" right now, you could, right? Or "Patio oh, Lights." Yeah. Sing "Patio Lights" for me. <laughs> I don't lie, I can't do it. You can sing "Go for a Soda" though, right? I don't know, man. Kim Mitchell, you can't do it? Uh, Might as no, well go for a soda, right? Wait, how do I know uh, that better than you? Before my time, I guess. Before your time. Well, you, what, what, um, who do you like better, the Beatles or the Rolling Stones? i got to say the Beatles here. Yeah. That's before your time, too! <laughs> Get off my phone! How dare you. Best show. Hi! Jessica from Ithaca? Jessica from Ithaca. How are you, Jessica? I'm doing good. What's going on tonight? Uh, not much. Just called in to talk about the topic. Now tell me, Jessica, what is the thing that makes you where you just feel like you're 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 losing it, like you're you're getting worse or dumber? Well, um, so I used to be an engineering student at Cornell, which is why I live in Ithaca. And I graduated. I did grad school for a little bit. But, and so as a result, I was a teacher's assistant in two classes while I was there. And then I sort of didn't finish grad school because my mental health wasn't all right. And then I sort of got disillusioned with doing engineering in the first place and then started writing music. As a result, I just work a lot of service industry jobs now, which wasn't too bad at first because I worked away from the school for a while. Mm-hmm. But then after I got fired from a few jobs, I ended up working at a pizza place like right next to the college. That you, you and I always feel uh-huh. really dumb when like I have former students come in and it's oh. just like, yeah, a lot of people who graduated with me are really successful now, but now oh. I'm here. <laughs> I hear. Oh, I I feel that one. That one. Yeah, because then you're just like, wait, I'm here right now. 
I used to be there. I used to be just across the the, the, the giant ri- the, the bridge. Yeah, yeah. There was one little bridge. Even though it's a big bridge, it's still just one bridge separating you from the college and the pizza and the pizza place. Pretty much. So now, Jessica, that one is that's on that one's pretty on point to a degree I might not be comfortable with. <laughs> so. Well, you know, I guess. Well, look, the moment look, you get paid. You get, you're not going to be at the pizza place forever. No, I'm not. Just, yeah, it's just you know, just moments. You know, I'm like, am I losing it? I know. Am I just spiraling? Well, yeah, got to catch you. At least, I think maybe if you can, if you can identify it, that's the first step in. In in, uh, in making an adjustment. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. All right, Jessica. Hang in there. All right. Hope you get my package soon. Oh, the CD? I, I got, I just got some envelopes that I have not opened that I have and I will open. Yes. Yes. That's what they said it would come. All right. Cool. I'm ready. All right. You have a great night. Night. Best show. Hello, Tom? Yeah, hi. Hi, this is uh, Kevin from Austin. Kevin from Awesome. What's up, Kevin? I have uh, something for the topic today. And the topic is? Duh. And I want to say this. If you're somebody who wants these Gonerfest tickets, you got to say, I'm, I want the Gonerfest tickets. Somebody in Ma- How is nobody in Tennessee called? I won't give them out. I'm just going to give them out to anybody. I want the Gonerfest tickets. But you're in Austin. Would you really drive to Memphis? This? Yeah, definitely. I'm a temp. I don't care. You're not kidding. That's if you win, though. I'm going to give them to you. You might. If oh you, no! If absolutely. you win them, at the if I deserve it, I will drive to Austin. Yeah. I will drive to Tennessee. All right. What do you got? Okay, so this starts off with me having a broken phone, which instead of just normally getting it fixed. I took about two weeks to do anything about it, which was a bad idea. I have to go to my first week of work as a temp, and I decide that I'm going to make an appointment during my lunch break. During that lunch break, I see that I actually have a flat tire, Mm -hmm. and I decide I'm going to go to a gas stop and just fill it with some air. Mm -hmm. I go to that air spot, and I realize for the next 20 minutes that I do not remember how to do this at all. I am trying over and over. Nowhere is going into it. I've done this before. I'm not like you're talking about. Has never done this. You're, and talk, it's just, you're talking about just refilling your tire. Yeah, I Wait. have no idea why. I just had a block in me that day, and I could not do it. Wow. So what? Did I'm you not do? done yet. Okay, keep <laughs> going. Keep going. <laughs> so I. I'm doing this for like 20 minutes, and I'm just like... Now, what are you doing? What are you doing with the hose? I'm, I'm putting in the little hole that you put in for air, and like, it's it's just not working. I don't know if maybe that wasn't working, but I've done this before, and I was just like, there, there has to be something wrong with me. It's just it's just not working. So, 20 minutes in. 20 minutes in, I realize okay, I'm going to miss this appointment, and I have to go back to uh, work in 40 minutes. So, mm-hmm. you know what? I'm going to do this after I go and drop off the phone. 
Now, is so, your does your hands uh, are your hands just have that tire filth on them? Yeah, you know, yeah. like that total like that smear of like dirt and grease. That yeah, no, it's 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 pretty gross, and I'm also wearing kind of nice clothes because it's my first week of work. Okay, so it's it's a bad combo. Yeah, so well, I'm yeah. also in Austin for the first time, so I'm covered in sweat. My car doesn't have AC, so it's it's a really bad combination all over the place, and. I decide, okay, I'm going to this appointment. I'm going to fix my phone first, and I'm going to figure out the rest after. So I, since I don't have a functioning phone, do not know how to get to this Apple store because I forgot to look for instructions uh-huh. on how to get there. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> I make a total uh-huh. guess, and I get to the part of the highway in Texas that's just a really large ramp. And when I'm on there... My tire decides to just break and explode, and I have to go to the side of the road, which uh, which is bad in any situation, but since you have a broken phone, and it's kind of like shaky in that area, mm-hmm. I'm kind of just stranded in the middle of this ramp part of the highway without any way to get any help for my car or me, and I'm in a car without AC, and I'm just stranded. Wow. Yeah, it's, a, it's bad. <laughs> and how late were you for the appointment? Uh, I missed it. I definitely missed it. You, so you just straight up missed it. You didn't even go. So, yeah. What, what happened after was I I got outside my car because there was no way for me to really do anything. If I kept walking down that road, it would have been super dangerous. So I'm essentially just sitting on my car hoping some random guy will pull over and help me out with, like, a phone or anything. Because mm-hmm. I also don't have an extra tire, which is... Okay. Really bad. So you don't even have, yeah you don't even have the spare. No, I don't. So so yeah, you're hoping I, that they you're hoping they pull over and what have another tire on them? No, no, no. I I have AAA, so I was just hoping someone gives me a phone to use for a few minutes, so I could for like some help just call someone in to like take me to like a Jiffy Lube or something. Wow, that's a yeah. that's a bummer, man. Yeah, it it keeps going. All right, keep going. So, so uh, after that, it's about forty five minutes in my hot car when someone finally pulls over. It's a guy who actually had seen me on the other side of the highway and was like, "Oh man, that kid just looks like he desperately needs help," and apparently made a turn just to be able to come and help me out. And uh, I get in his car. And I make a call to AAA. It turns out they're going to be there in about an hour. And that's bad because, one, it's really hot. Two, I'm not going to have this guy wait with me, so I have to go back in the car. And also, I don't have the number to my job, which is it's my first week at work there. Mm-hmm. And they have no idea where I am because yeah. it's my lunch break. Yeah. And I can't call them. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah. So I call uh, AAA. It's nothing I can really do about the job, so I'll figure that out later. And after about 40-ish minutes, they come and pick me up, and they take me to a tire shop. The tire shop tells me all of the tires are actually just corroded terribly, and I should change them all. Sure. Don't have the money for that, so I'm just going to handle the one that I need to replace to mm-hmm. be able to just, like, get to work and get home. Yeah. And they give me an amount, and I'm like, I realize I don't actually have that amount of money at the time. I tell them, yeah, I'll pay for it all when <laughs> when it's fixed. I'll come back in a few hours. So I have to walk about three miles to my job. I get there about 
I guess I'm two hours late at this point. It's still my first week. And I try to explain to them everything that's happening. They act like it's fine, but I can tell they're pretty mad. Yeah. And um, I can't really do my job because I have to contact my brother asking him for a loan to get uh, to be able to pay for my tire. Yeah. And after a while of communication to get that to happen, I realized that, which is just the dumbest part, I gave the tire company my contact number, so... The only way I'll know when it's fixed is when they call my cell phone, which is broken, and I don't have any way to hear uh, from them. Uh-huh. 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 Yeah, yeah, you don't. <laughs> so I pretty much just decided I'm going to go right at the end of my shift, and I contact my roommate. She comes all the way, which is like 40 minutes away from where we live, to like pick me up. She drives me to this tire shop. It turns out they're like, about to close, but they literally just don't want my car on the lot anymore, so they help me out and just give me the car back after I pay them with my brother's money, which I had to pay back. And I decide I'm going to go to the Apple store. I'm going to see if they can fix my phone. And I go there, and I miss my appointment, and they said no, and I had to wait like another week before I could fix it. <clears throat> wow. And this is all because you couldn't figure out how to put air in your tire yeah mm. i look i would give you these goner fest tickets straight up but i i have a feeling your car is going to blow up as you're driving to to i promise i'll go in my roommate's car <laughs> well look what's your name again kevin kevin all right you're you're in the running for these tickets great Thank these you. are this is like 150 dollars worth of tickets man this is like the gold tickets. Get you into everything. It's great. Yeah. Yeah, it is great. We will uh we will see what happens. Bye. One of the bands at Goner Fest, who I love so much. Raining Sound, this is from their album, Live at Goner Records. Drowning. Oh, didn't play. Hold on. I'm going to do this right. I'm going to do it. Just like George Michael said, if you're going to do it, do it right. Remember when he said that? If you're going to do it, do it right. Do it with me. Remember that song, Mike? Baby, I'm your man. That was a good song. Raining sound. sound so good they'll be at goner fest giving this pair of tickets away whoever calls with the best story exhibiting why you are stupid or getting dumber in life hey mike we'll bring uh jim Jim Murphy, we'll do that in a few minutes. Mike has a, a, a photographer, a friend of his who's here. 
from the area. We'll talk to him in a, a few minutes. Did you, did you hear last week, Mike, by any chance, on the show that I told uh, when I was in the Beach Boys? <clears throat> a lot of people seem to like that, right? And it's just like, they're like, are you going to tell more? More of the stories about being in the Beach Boys? I'm like, no. Right? I don't, should I? No, oh, this guy's the worst. I don't know, maybe. I don't know, maybe. Something inspired. I don't know. I don't think I, I don't think I should. I think the past is the past. And these uh, stories, I don't even think anybody cares anyway. I'm, I looked at, over at, look, I'm looking at Twitter now. Nobody seems to have want to hear any more of these. Because, I mean, I do have a couple more. But it's, it seems like, look, I'm just looking. Nobody's tweeted, tell, tell a story, Beach Boys story, Tom, about when you were in the Beach Boys. Now, I look and it's that point in the night when the hashtag Tom, duh, when it just becomes like war stuff ends up on it, which is always super sad because it's real life, but it just, at some point you just every, every hashtag that seems to catch fire, um, that's what uh I'm looking okay, people want be okay, look, I don't know guys. When you see when you see Dudio Dudio's on Twitter at, at Sonic Dork, he wrote Tell a Beach Boys story. I don't know. Should I? Yeah. I don't know. I mean this stuff happened so long ago. I don't even know if I remember. <laughs> Can't even remember back that far. You know. I mean. It was the six, the 67. And we were recording Smile. And, you know. It was like a magical time back then for... For, for music and for, cause we were really making a difference in what we were doing and the memories are coming back to me. As I think about it, I can remember being in the studio and Thing is, no, wait a second, just move. You changed places with dinner. All right, guys, come on. We're the Beach Boys. I can't play the piano down All right, Brian's got to get near the piano, you idiots. Look, Al. Al, get out of the way. We're trying to make smile, you dunce. Okay, here we go. Come on, man, don't struggle. Just do it. Come on. Oh, man. 
First of all, I gotta say this. I've not been in the Beach Boys long. You guys. You guys are so whiny! Let's just sing the song. Okay, Brian needs to sit at the piano. Get out of his way, Al. Mike and your dumb cap slide over. Sleep a lot, eat a lot, brush them like crazy. Run a lot, do a lot, never be lazy. Sleep a lot, eat a lot, brush them like crazy. Run a lot, do a lot, never... Oh, wait, what? Put a count on it, take it. Yeah, let's put a count. Okay, man, let's go. Everything's cool now. Yeah, let's do it. You know you'd want to just come on. Come on, let's do that. Jerry's the piano still out of tune. Come on, Dennis. Well, I, I, I sort of think so. Yeah, that, that piano sounds like trash. Trash it. So hey, Brian. Let's you be the judge. Okay? Uh, you be the judge. Brian, I had an idea for a song. One, it would be kind con- Oh, okay. Three. Sorry. Going, thinking about the the Christmas album. I was not on the Christmas album, but it did super well. I know. Are we close? Why don't we do? Are we close, Jack? Okay. Look, before we start this next song, it would be what? It would be an Easter song, right? Surfing. Surfing bunny rabbit. What about that? Okay. One, two, three. Wait. Wait, what are we doing? Do you want me to... Hey, pretty baby. What are you doing? What are we, Sha-na-na, all of a sudden? Are we that new group, Sha-na-na, that just started? You know that group that does songs from six years ago? Sha-na-na? Talk with me, baby. I can get into this. Oh, pretty. Come on, pretty baby, won't you rock with me, baby? How's that? Is that? Okay, here we go. Okay. Let us know. Okay, this is the tag. tag but Brian, think about this one, Easter song. Okay. No, I don't wanna. Slow. Drums are a little slow. Okay. Hey, you know what? I'm going to play on this. Is that cool? Because I... Because we're doing... You do like worms, right? Brian? Brian? Hey! 
Stupid. It's not together. It's just not happening. Come okay. On, make it well, look. Happen, man. Like this. One. Why don't I add? Two, I'll do a little slide whistle one. on it. How about that? Wow. Three and. Okay, check the G. Is that a G? Perfect. Okay. Perfect. Great. 14, I thought it was. That was perfect. Thanks. Here we go. All the way. Okay. Let's do this. We got this. One, two, three. <laughs> I'm trying. One five. Okay. It, like this. One, two. Two. One, two, three. Wait, who's playing guitar like that? That's really stupid sounding. What? Hey! You're stealing my thing. You're, where am I supposed okay, I'll, I'll join you. Try this Easter Bunny song. I'm telling you, I have an idea for this thing. It's gonna be good. Cause again, the Christmas record was huge. If there's like surfing, cause I gotta say, look, no offense, nobody bought Pet Sounds. Nobody wants it. Everybody likes good vibrations. Not so into Pet Sounds. I don't know how into this they're gonna be. This album. I don't even know what. What are you playing now? So, okay, look. Let's just do surfing with the Easter Bunny. After we finish this song, we'll do that. Get back. At, okay, fine. You want to surfing with the? Um, will the Easter Bunny get? No, this sucks. This is not... Brian. Oh, okay. Easter Bunny going on to the beach. Wait, where are these key changes? Can't you just do it simple like you used to? get into this. Cool, cool water, cool, so cool, cool of me, cool, 
are so cool, cool as me. Cool water. Okay, here we go. Cool, so cool, 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 so cool, cool as me. Cool, cool water. Mm. Cool, cool, cool. Here it is. Water. I'm gonna freestyle on this. Cool, so cool, cool and me. Filling up my above ground swimming pool. Everybody knows it takes a whole lot of water. Someday I'll have an in ground swimming pool. And I'll fill it all the way to the top. And what will that take to fill it up? It will take a whole lot of water. That was great. You, you like that? Cool, cool. Let's. Yeah, we'll get the balance. Cool, so cool, cool me, cool, so cool, cool me, cool, so cool, cool me. I'm gonna freestyle again. So this will work for you guys. Cool, so cool, cool me, cool, so cool. I'm gonna drink some soda And that is made with syrup And some carbonated water That was great. We did it. So now, Brian, this Easter Bunny song, Surfing with the Easter Bunny, I think it'll put us back on the charts. So we'll, let's do that now, okay? Here we go. What the hell is this? Oh my god. This... Wait. Why are you wearing a fireman helmet and no shirt? What the... Alright, this is spooky. You're legitimately scaring me. Uh, is this... You realize you're still called the Beach Boys, right? This is... I don't know what beach this song is taking place on. It's starting to... It's starting to scare me, Brian. I don't think I want to be in the Beach Boys anymore. I don't think I want to be in the Beach Boys anymore. I don't want to be in the Beach Boys. This song's scary. It's too scary for me. It's too scary. I don't want to be in the Beach Boys. But then, I was still in the Beach Boys, in and out for a while. And then I was out around 73, but I did help Mike Love at the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame one of my proud moments helping him write his Hall Hall of Fame induction speech, if I remember that. Once again, we thank you from the bottom of our hearts. The surf's up tonight, so let's all work together to keep it up forever. Love and mercy. Okay, Brian. That's Brian. Okay, Brian did his thing, Mike. He just did a classy speech. All right. You got the earpiece in, Mike? 
I've been asked to say a few words on behalf of uh, our beloved Dennis. He's gone. And this would have thrilled him beyond belief. All right, that's Carl. So You're up next, Mike. From Dennis Wilson, I thank you. Get ready, Mike. We're going to do this. Why don't you start off, let's talk about harmony. You heard uh, from Cousin Brian the reason why we started making music. Yeah, harmony. The reason that keeps us going. Harmony, Mike. And it sounds corny, but you can hear it in the harmonies. Yeah, that's nice. Those of you who are musicians. Mention some R&B. why people like the Beach Boys is because we love harmony. We love music and like harmony. R&B. And we love all people, too. Yeah, well, that's um, nice. That when was I nice went to touch. school, high school, my cousin Brian and I would jump over the fence, ditch class, we'd go ah. surfing. Now, we couldn't surf very good, <laughs> but it was a whole lifestyle thing. Yeah. We, we would listen to the music. Mention the, the R&B. R&B music yeah, there you at the time. Okay. And uh, some of our favorite... Records were the doo-wop type yeah, of deals. Yeah, that's good. There you All go right, again. now let's Harmony. wrap it up. Say good night to everybody. And I think and it's thank you for wonderful to be here, here tonight. But I also think it's sad Wait, what? that there are other people who aren't here tonight. And uh, oh, Dennis. those are the yes. people who have passed away. Those are the obvious ones. That's nice. But the other not-so-obvious ones Wait, what are, you doing? are people like Paul McCartney. What? Who couldn't be here tonight because he's in a lawsuit with Ringo and, and Mike. Yoko. Mike, abort. Abort, Mike. That's what he sent a telegram to you were off target. some uh, high-priced attorney in Mike, this room. Mike, wrap it up. Say thanks. And that's for, a bummer. Thanks because for we're the talking honor. about harmony, right, Say, yes, in harm. the world. You've mentioned the harmony again. We can't get it together in America and in England okay. in harmony within our groups. Sure, okay. I mean, believe it. It's not about You can people. believe it. The Beach Boys have their own interstices or whatever you call it, squabbles. Interstices, squabbles. Ms. Mike, Ross can't that's make not it, a you know? that's not a word. Interstices. So let's uh, never say interstices again, and let's uh, don't put down any more the Beach people Boys who didn't show up at this thing. About, we did whatever about you do. Hundred and eighty performances okay, last year. Well, that's a. I like to see the mop tops match that. Okay. Well, they're not together anymore, Mike. The Mop Tops can't match that because they're not a band anymore. I'd like to see Mick Jagger get out on his stage and do I Get Around versus Jumpin' Jack Flash All right. any day now. That's a weird challenge, Mike. I don't know why. Now, a lot of people are going to go out of this room tonight thinking that Mike Love is crazy. Yeah. They well, they've been yeah. saying that for years. Yeah, well, they're also going to say Mike Love is a whole Ain't lot of other things. nothing new about that. Okay. But what I'm talking Wrap about. Wrap it up, Mike is forget this room. The United States is 6% of the population in the world. That's what? why I came here tonight with Muhammad Ali. No, you didn't. Muhammad! Mike, you didn't come here with Salam Muhammad Ali. Salaam alaikum. Mike, that's not Muhammad Ali, Mike. Mike, Mike, I think that... Mike, that's Lionel Richie. That's not Muhammad Ali. What is wrong with you? I didn't hear you say alaikum salam. Mike, stop well, it. Salam. He right. said it. All right, Mike. Okay, I don't care what anybody in this room thinks. You know when they were talking about this this guy with the guitar? Woody Guthrie? Uh, you know, Arlo's father? Yeah, Woody Guthrie. Well, Woody Guthrie, yeah. Well, I knew that. Yeah. What? Because my you, oh, father used don't... to sing some of those songs. Okay. And my mother, the Wilson, Emily Wilson, All right, let's wrap first it up, cousin with Brian, Carl... And the late don't talk, Dennis, don't put the, the room down the anymore. Whatever you do, Mike, don't put the room. When down. they first came to California, they were Cal- they were okay. Kansas Dust Bowl good. Swedes. This is good. There's a wholesome right? story. Swedish people. 
who didn't have enough money to rent or buy a house. Okay. They lived in tents on Very the beach in Huntington Beach, California, Good. when they first now came say out. Thank you, everyone. All right. We appreciate it. And now it. we're sitting in this room with all this glitterati, glitterati of the glissando. Glitterati glissando. Oh. All 6% of us. All right, Mike. You're so and far off And we're fighting interstitine squabbles, you know, messing around. Interstitine squabbles. What I want to see is this whole room. You said it twice. Recognize that there is one earth here. Oh, what are you doing, Mike? And I want us to do something fantastic with all this talent and all this wonderful spirit and soul. And I'd like to see some people kick out the jams. And I challenge Wait, you want the, the boss to get up on stage and jam. Do you want Bruce Springsteen to come up and play? Oh, okay, there you go. Now you're playing your weird theremin. You want him to come up and... I want to see Billy Joel, see if he can still tickle ivories. Let me see. Mike, don't ever I know think. Mick Jagger won't be here tonight. He's going to have to stay in England. But he's I'd like to see us he, in the Coliseum he, and him Limley Stadium because he's always been he's gonna have to, to get on stage with the Beach Boys. Oh, Mike, Mike. Oh, dear, sweet Mike. Dear, sweet. What are you doing to me, Mike? Oh, the memories. And Brian Wilson didn't talk to me for so long after that. He was so mad at me. The next time I talked to Brian Wilson, I had to call him on a radio show. That was the last, that was the last time I talked to Brian was when I had to call him a year later when he was on WNBC promoting his album. WNBC. Yeah, hi, Brian. I'd like to tell you, first of all, my three favorite albums of all time, Pet Sounds, Beach Boys Love You, and the new album is outstanding. Thank and you. The question I want to ask you, I heard that you were finishing up Smile, working with the tapes. Yeah, well, we, we might finish it up. It's kind of like a, it's a sparse little album. It doesn't have very many vocals on it, so I might have to write some songs to, to, to match the tracks. And... And I have one other question. Are you? Do you have any plans for touring? Yeah, we think maybe we might start touring around December. We don't know though. Oh, that'll be great. It's great to talk to you. Thank you. Thanks, Brian. Thank you. Bye. How do you feel about touring on your own without the other guys with you? That's a good idea. I think that would be a real nice idea, as long as if I, you know, as if we, uh, if I had a good show, you know. And you never, you never did that before. Went out. No, no, own. never. That's exciting, isn't it? Very. It was me and Brian and Alan LIE still closed at exit 49 due to an overturned tractor trailer what? on fire. Traffic jam for I remember that overturned tractor trailer. The eastbound oh. Bronx Expressway still packed from Jerome what to happened? the Sheraton Expressway. Westbound lanes congested between the... That was the last time. Movie. I don't want to ever be in the Beach Boys ever again. No more intercessistine squabbles. No. Please say it's a... Oh, I'm back. Oh, oh, Mike, studio, studio there, what happened, I don't remember, can you believe that was me calling Brian Wilson, that was really me, what, yeah, yeah, that was me. In my memories. That was my memories. There was audio of my memory. Hmm. Those were the days. Hey, Mike, why don't you come in and bring, bring, uh, bring Jim in. 
Look at that. How about that? How are you doing, Jim? Yeah, that's all. Okay, Mike, Mike, Mike comes in, points at the mic for Jim. Jim's never been in this room before. Mike points at it, goes, yeah, that's the mic, adjust it. Rather than, a, rather than setting the poor guy up. Well, I'll, don't, I'll, I'll do it, Mike. I guess I'll. Thank you. Yeah. Studio comes in. Studio's not happy. <laughs> oh, Jim Murphy. That's right. You know Mike, right? You and Mike. Uh, how long have you known each other? A while. It's over three months now. Yeah, about three months. Over now. three months. Yeah. yeah. Right, you just got to position your head. Sure. It's unnatural. Got it. Just gotta, okay. Just do it. It's just, I know you uh-huh. want to look at, at him. <laughs> he's, he's so – I can't take my eyes off him. I can understand how. Yeah. You read but me. Now you – Mike, because Mike would tell me about this photographer he had met. And this – he was just telling me because, you know – Mike meets all sorts of people in Bayonne, and you're in Bayonne as well? I'm in Bayonne. I sleep okay. there. Okay, you sleep in Bayonne. Yeah. Okay. Now you, uh, but Mike was telling me, you, he was like, this guy has some legitimate, he was a le- legitimate photographer taking celebrity photos for a long time. Yes. And he's like, you, this is a very interesting guy. And, uh, so thank you for coming in. Yeah, no problem. I was uh, promised a masses T-shirt, so mm-hmm. you're promised a mat. Well, you might have to go to apmike.bandcamp.com uh, uh-huh. to get one. Yeah. Now you, when did you start taking pictures? You grew up in New Jersey. You, you grew up in New Jersey, Bayonne. Mm-hmm. Went to St. Peter's Prep, and mm-hmm. I would skip school and take the PATH train and go over to NBC to meet the celebrities. Over over at uh, Rockefeller Center. Yeah, Rockefeller Center. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you and and like what years are we talking about that this started? About 1980, 1981. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've met plenty of people that you know uh, aren't around anymore. Mm-hmm. And started as a fan, kind of taught myself how to do photography this way. Okay. My family got tired of me taking pictures of them, but celebrities love it. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. Most of them, and, and that's where I got my start. So what, what are, uh, I have not seen any of these pictures yet because I wanted to look at them on the air. Yeah. Well, who do you, who do you, like, what are some of the pictures? Well. And where can, can people see these anywhere? Where can people see no, these? they can't see them because, um, um, I didn't take them as to sell. They weren't, that wasn't the intention. The intention okay. was photography. Sure. You know, and I thought about being a paparazzi, but it just, I just, I wasn't that obnoxious. Mm-hmm. So, and plus, I was a fan of these people, so I wanted to photograph them, you know, not just shoot them. I wanted mm-hmm. to photograph them. So Sure. Um, I'm putting a book together. Uh, there's some interest at Simon & Schuster, which means they haven't sent me a rejection notice yet. But Yeah. Um, you're still you're still in the mix. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was hard enough to put this together. Um, I well, peeled my wall off. But, I mean, here's a, a basic beginning. This is, All right, let me, well, this for, is great for radio. Yes. I want to commend Mike on this outstanding radio segment. Um, no, here, 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 I'm, I'm thinking ahead. We're gonna we're gonna photograph some of the ones that we discussed mm-hmm. and put them up on Twitter. Okay. So, so people can. No, see. that's that. Yeah. I, I I figured there would be some sort of. Yeah. 
No, I... So we have Robert Redford here. Yeah. Coming out of Glengarry Glen Ross. Right, right, yeah. And if you notice in the background, all mm-hmm. the photographers are lined up on that sure. side. Yes. So I decided what I was going to do mm-hmm. was stand on the other side. Okay. So as soon as he came out, mm-hmm. he looked right at them, turned right towards right me. Right toward you. Yeah. And I got the shot. And mm-hmm. it was only like a half a second. And I think mm-hmm. that's part of the reason I picture. love the picture. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, fantastic. Plus, he, he's not the friendliest of people. So... Mm-hmm. I kind of like difficult, grumpy people. Yeah, he's one. Well, that, that might be the Bayonne, <laughs> the Bayonne in you. It definitely is. Definitely because Bayonne is. is no stranger to famous people. Oh no! Whether it's, um, because Mike has told me about uh, George R. R. Martin, the guy who uh-huh. wrote uh, Game of Thrones, was from Bayonne. Mm-hmm. There was uh, 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 Doris. Uh, Doris Day. Doris Day. No, no, Sandra D. Sandra D. Yeah. Sandra D. is from Bayonne. Yeah. Then uh, there was somebody from an Efferdent commercial, I guess. Mike's always bragging about. It might have been Martha Ray. I'm not sure. Who is much. it, Mike? Polygrip. From a Polygrip yeah. commercial. Charlie, and, the guy, he, he pretends to play a doctor. He's I was close. So Char- Charlie from the Polygrip yeah, yeah, commercial. Yeah. And then there was um, War of the Worlds was filmed in yes. Bayonne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We also had Frank Langella and mm-hmm. um, Mark Scherer from SWAT. Okay. Yeah, those are the big names. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Mike now is one of the And names. Mike, yes. Yeah, APMike.bandcamp.something. Just as a little side note to that, how famous I am, I, uh, I was talking to a customer today, and I told him I was involved with a comedy podcast. And they laughed in my face. And they literally say, wait, you're, you're, you're funny? What, what, do some jokes for me. They wanted me to perform. Yeah. And, uh, they, they couldn't believe it. Yeah, yeah. As if it's, it's that's, vaudeville. Yeah. That's the, that's the usual reaction I get when I mention I'm what? part of a, a comedy podcast. What, what, what were you supposed to do? The Susquehanna Hat Company? I don't know. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> so what other photos do you have there? This uh, is Jim? Mr. Clint Eastwood. Wow. Yeah. Again, not particularly. No, friendly. he looks. <laughs> this, I'm telling you, if you saw this guy, he looks. He's literally like Dirty Harry right now, in like a like a cop suit. Like you're gonna get decked by him. So that was pretty much the thing. So he's. Yeah. So when you're taking pictures of these people, yeah, you started in in the early '80s, and you. Oh. So you're a kid at this point. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So they fifteen. Yeah. yeah, so they see a kid doing it. They realize right. you're not some professional paparazzi. Well, also back then there was no such thing as TMZ. There mm-hmm. was no, there was nothing like that. Yeah. There were maybe five of us. Okay. Now there's about 1,500 um, photographers. Sure. Uh, autograph guys. Mm-hmm. And it's devalued the, the whole, yeah. the whole, uh, mm-hmm. the whole process because everybody has a phone that can take a picture. Right. So you, the pictures have to be, um, you, they can, it just can't be someone walking down the street. It just has to, sure. there has to be some yeah. sort of, uh, spectacle, I guess, attached to it for it to have some, like the value that those photos used to have. It definitely has minimized the value, but there was never really a big value on pictures. You, you had to get something that somebody, nobody else had. Mm-hmm. And with, you know, 500 guys or let's say 25 guys to be realistic behind you, there's not much of an exclusive. So I yeah. would always try to get the picture rather than just, Mm-hmm. You know, so who else do you have? Who else do you have? Didn't you um, have a? Didn't you have a good story about Clint Eastwood in a car? Well, yeah. Dude, when I took that picture, <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I always mm-hmm. ask, and, and if they say no, I don't do it. Um, 
So I said, you know, can I take one picture? Mm-hmm. And he said, uh, yeah. So he gets in the car. And well, no, he was standing there, and I took another one, and then took another, and he's st- just standing there posing. Mm-hmm. So I took about five shots. He gets in the car and drives away. Then the car backs up, and he rolls the window down. He goes, "You sure you just wanted one?" And he starts laughing like a maniac. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I mean, <laughs> if you thought the picture was scary, you yeah. should see Clint Eastwood laughing. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. growling at you from I'm, a car. I'm getting a little scared now. Yeah, remembering, just, yeah, I think you could take him now. Um, yeah, Here's, sadly enough. This is great. This is David Letterman. At the backstage door at the Ed Sullivan Theater. Um, Dave, another grumpy guy. Yeah. <laughs> really but, doesn't come out much. Uh-huh. And but this is such a nice picture. It's a, it's a photo of him half sti- kind of sticking his head out of the theater uh-huh. door. And it's, it, that's a, that's a fantastic. Yeah, the photo. guys at Letterman actually wanted to buy this because uh-huh. uh, they said, wow, you really got him. Yeah, that you really, know? that's, that's <laughs> one of those pictures yeah, that kind yeah. of embodies. This something. is one of the 15 year old pictures. Wow. Yeah. John Belushi. Yes. And where did you get this picture? This was at NBC. He did a, a special for Steve Martin. Okay. And him and Aykroyd had done, they just did the Blues Brothers and had left, um, and be um, hmm, SNL. SNL. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's fantastic. That's a really great yeah. picture. Yeah. A little bit more modern. And this is just so you know, we have uh, we have Jim Murphy here, who's a, a Bayonne uh, based photographer who's been taking celebrity photos for for thirty plus years now. Yeah, I, I would consider myself a fake paparazzi. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and you. Um, I guess where we'll follow, go to your Twitter, Mike. You'll are you who's going to maybe uh, do from the, for the best show? Sure, we can do it from the best show account, which yeah. is best show for life. Yeah, on Twitter that we can put a few of these up so people can see. Here's uh, Britney Spears. What is this? One of the concerts? Yeah, the Today Show used to do mm-hmm. concerts, and if you could um, stand in line for six hours and not have to go to the bathroom, you could yeah. actually get a yeah very nice picture. Yeah, that's a great picture. Yeah, with her hair and. Yeah. This is Mr. Cagney. Oh my god. Yeah. James Cagney here at the very this is uh toward the end of his life, obviously. He, with uh where where what's the story with this picture? Well the story is oh that's Barishnikov holding him. Uh he oh, was wow. he was filming Ragtime and uh he was very old and he got out of the car mm-hmm. and he had a walker and he had glasses on and the guy that was with him said, Don't bother Mr. Cagney, he's very fragile and stuff. And we and we said we just wanted to take a picture, so Cagney with the walker like, like pushed the guy says ah get out of here they're my fans and he mm-hmm. goes you ready kid and I go yeah he goes on three so he took his glasses off and he pushed the wheeler out of the way mm-hmm. and one two three I took the picture he said you get it I said yeah, yeah. and he like collapsed and then the guy caught him mm-hmm. and I felt so bad but it's a great picture yeah yeah this is um. Mr. Benicio del Toro. Wow. In the snow. Yeah, all these people you you went you go for all the intense people. Yeah. I go for people that interest me. Yeah. It's not just because they're famous, it's because sure. I like them. Wow, yeah, that's these are these are like my friend here, Mr. Woody Allen. Yeah. You yeah. got these are this is a great picture of Woody Allen. Yeah. You got all the all the and they're uh is that what is that one? Just a That's a photograph. Yeah. Yeah. But this is um these are great. Yeah, he he does a um, a show every Monday night at the Carlisle. Mm-hmm. You know, That's with his, his with his jazz thing, thing yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, still doing and, it? 
Michael from, as far as I know. I haven't talked yeah, to him yeah. in a long time. So. <laughs> okay, so here's Letterman. Letterman outside the Letterman show on yeah. a Friday mm-hmm. when they don't do shows on Friday. But yeah. uh, it was interesting because I, I used to go to the NBC studio, mm-hmm. and I've never seen him. You know, 20 years. Mm-hmm. And he's the most, he was in New York all the time. I never saw him. And I happened to catch him just coming out. Again, yeah. not the friendliest guy. Yeah, but yeah. Okay. That's wild. That's a really, because cause that's like the other side of him. Yeah. The, the, one, uh-huh. the two pictures kind of add up to, well, to him. Well, it's funny you say that because it seems like him, he has a persona. Mm-hmm. So when you see him in normal life, he's just regular quiet. And Pacino does the same thing. When he comes out of a backstage, mm-hmm. you see him walking, and then when he gets to where the crowd is, he puts on this big smile like, hey, how's it going? Yeah. And you can tell it's like he's doing a character. Sure. And he, and he can only do it for so long. Yeah, and then once it's done, it's done. Yeah. So who yeah. – um who was the rough – who was like the – who's the, the, the roughest person you ever dealt with? Well, everybody always says Sean Penn. Um, I, I – I like Sean Penn because even before he was famous, he wasn't particularly friendly and hated being photographed. So when he became famous, I met him. He did a play right before his first movie. Mm-hmm. And he, not that friendly, didn't want to be photographed. But he was always that way. But I actually got to talk to him one time. Mm-hmm. I was at the Mayflower Hotel, and there was a lot of people that stayed there. You'd just stand there, and mm-hmm. people come walking in and out. Um, and he saw the camera, he starts freaking out. And I said, listen, I'm not a paparazzi guy. If you don't want me to take the picture, I'm not going to take it. He kind of didn't believe me, so I took the flash off and put the lens cap on. Mm-hmm. And he actually, like, became a person and, and talked to me and said thank you very much and mm-hmm. so forth. And I saw him about two weeks later, and I can't say for sure that he recognized me, but he didn't hide his face when I picked the camera okay. up. Uh-huh. So I kind of took to this. Oh, look, he's... Paying me back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whether it's true or not. For at least, yeah. yeah. Here's a, another lady that does not particularly like to be photographed, but. Barbara Streisand. Yeah. Wow. She was at a play and she came out of a side door. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these things are just like, you ha- literally have less than a second or two mm-hmm. seconds. And like Henry Cartier Bresson uh, says, the precise moment, if it's out of focus, take it anyway. That's the picture. Yeah. And then you just, you, yeah. what, what you got is, is the moment. Yeah. It's yeah. a great, a great picture of, uh, Daryl Strawberry, first day in the major leagues, I um, my friend went to Jersey City State College, mm-hmm. so we pretended we worked for the newspaper, <laughs> uh-huh. and we got fake uh, passes to go onto the field. So was that like eighty four, maybe 82, 83. 83, Yeah. yeah. So. Um, so I had a little tiny box camera. Okay. And I'm pretending that I'm press. Yeah. And I have Topps baseball cards in my pocket. I'm going, could you sign this? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that didn't last long. Now, when the press no. pull out. <laughs> baseball cards looking for autographs. Right, right, right. Yeah. Okay, here's um, Jennifer Lopez. That's kind of the idea of what the backstage door was. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, there's a hundred photographers, a sure. hundred autograph Just that swarm of people yeah, pouring yeah, out. exactly. Right, and right, then right, it's... Right. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you have that uh, Natasha Kinski photo handy? That was I an interesting it. story. Whether it's handy or not, I don't know. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll go to this one and then... <laughs> As okay. We talk, I'll flip through it. It's in here somewhere. Yeah, that's a great John Travolta picture. When is this from? Now, this was um, on the set of the sequel to Saturday Night Fever, Staying Alive. Sure. And um, which Mike likes better than Saturday Night Fever? Well, Mike <laughs> has very, his... very good taste. <laughs> so. If you really like uh, sh- sh- schlocky movies, that yeah. one down on the bottom is also from there. Yeah. So, so there's Stallone who directed. Who directed it? Yeah. Yeah. 
And uh, Stallone's bodyguard took a liking to me, and he told me at the hotel, mm-hmm. hey, kid, you want some good pictures? Go to the Times Square um, the next morning at 7 in the morning. So I had mm-hmm. to take the 5 a.m. 99S bus in. Wow. that's uh, So it's the two of them. Yeah. Going down, I guess, getting ready to yeah. film. That's wild. These are some great. You have David Lee Roth. Mm-hmm. There's uh, uh, Don Johnson and and uh, and Philip Michael Thomas. Uh-huh. This was a there was a, a they did a TV movie mm-hmm. so they had a press um, mm-hmm. party somewhere at uh, Visages I think and okay. we just happened to be walking by so we walked in like we were press and mm-hmm. I was uh, into the Don Johnson wearing the stupid uh, jacket with the thing and everything yeah yeah the Miami the yeah. whole Miami Vice look so I didn't intend on uh, meeting him that day and. Mm-hmm. One of the people in the audience asked a question, like, what do you think of people that dress like you? And, oh, there's the Natasha. And they made mm-hmm. very much fun of me. Oh, that's a great picture. This is a great picture of Natasha Kinski. Yeah. Now, the story with that is she was doing a movie on 33rd Street across from um, B&H. And she was filming and did not want to be photographed, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was two There was two trucks, two trucks. And there was about this much space. I guess that's a mm-hmm. foot. And so I pointed my zoom lens um, between the two, and she peered in and looked at me, and it just clicked like that. Yeah, yeah. And everybody was like, there's no way you got that picture. Yeah. And you know, at, those, at that time, you had to wait and get your picture developed and then mm-hmm. see if you got mm-hmm. it. And I got it. That's yeah. great. I mean, these are really great pictures, and they capture a certain era of New York City. Right. Of just well, famous people in New York. So there's Mick Jagger. Yeah, who um, didn't believe me that mm-hmm. I took the picture. I mm-hmm. snuck into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That was the th- Well, I didn't oh, sneak right. in. Mm-hmm. Muhammad Ali got me in. Okay. Because he went to the bathroom, mm-hmm. and I kind of walked with him. And okay. then when we got to the entrance, I said, oh, I can't go in. He goes, oh, come on, kid, you're with me. And he walked me in. And then wow. Just, yeah, so this was one of the pictures when they... At the end, do the mm-hmm. big thing. The big song, the big, uh, the big concert yeah. or whatever. The- so this is actually a mistake because the flash and the camera didn't sync. Mm-hmm. But it kind of creates a blur there. Yeah. And he loved the picture. He didn't want to give it back to me. You know? mm-hmm. Well, first he didn't believe that I took it. Then he wouldn't give it back to yeah. me. <laughs> now, these, this is – we have uh, Jim Murphy's here. He's a, a, a Bayonne-based uh, photographer. He's been taking pictures for uh, over 30 years of, of uh, celebrities and uh, – is this somebody that Mike knows in the – where, where is this is, – do you know each other from masses? No. There's maybe five seats at masses. I can never get <laughs> in. You can't get one yeah. of them? Yeah. You no, don't have any pull? to get in. Yeah. yeah I don't only. I go to the other place, H&H's, but he never mentions yeah, yeah, them. Yeah. I'm, okay. It's – yeah. I've, I've got a new bartending gig. Uh, apparently, the publishing world's done with me, but uh, bartending uh, seems to be something I'm flourishing at no, <laughs> right look. Now. Mike, Mike, do you have Greg Luzinski size for the T-shirt? You're not. Done. I do. You're I not do. done yet, Mike. You're not done. Mike's not done. Mike, you're not done. You're uh-huh. still in it. Yeah. Now the, this um, is what I would consider my first paparazzi picture. Um, this is Alan Alda. Alan Alda in Times Square, and and like yeah. you said, it's a picture of New York more than Alan Alda. Yeah. You know, because it's uh, got the uh, it's got the electric horseman. That uh-huh. was that Robert Redford movie. Yeah. Um, in the on the on a marquee in the back. So what is this yeah. like 1980 yeah. then? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. So yeah, that was kind of my first. This is a great picture. Yeah. yeah. And these pictures, we are going to put. We'll put some of these up on the Twitter account for the for the show, best show for life. So you can see some of Jim's pictures because they really are. Uh, 
a good look we're not we're not that stupid that we're going to do a thing where we just talk about pictures that we looked at on the radio <laughs> and that nobody can ever see them uh-huh. except for me theater of the mind right yeah these are great you have michael jackson in a limo yes, yes. So how'd you get that one? Well, that was another tough one. He was, that was the night he did the moonwalk and Brooke Shields was his date. He was at the, staying at the Helmsley Palace. Mm-hmm. So they would not bring him out the front door. They would bring him through the garage, but they leave the garage door open. So if you knew he was coming out that way, you could run into the garage and approach him. Mm-hmm. So I was able to, the window, the limo was open and I stuck mm-hmm. the camera in and, you know, I took that picture and he was like, he's kind of saying hi there. It's hard mm-hmm. to. See, and then I started moving like I was on an escalator, uh-huh. and the car drove away, and it was a very weird motion thing. And I looked up, and there was a huge African-American gentleman holding me and moving me physically. Uh-huh. I mean, he just picked me up and moved me, and he said, don't do that again. Don't, yeah, and you, uh, well, these, are, these are, and here's Prince. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's that was a tough one, too. That was a Good Morning America concert, and uh-huh. he, when he did the rehearsal, he put up a black... Um, curtain, so you couldn't watch him. Mm-hmm. Um, this morning in the middle. Um, oh, okay. And I, he, I used to do uh, security at nightclubs too. He came mm-hmm. to our nightclub, and uh, he came to the back door, and mm-hmm. uh, the security was like, "Oh, I have to let this prince in." And I go, "Nobody comes through the back door. I'm sorry." And then they open the door, and I go, "Oh, it's that prince. Yeah, he can come in." Uh huh. Uh-huh. He kind of chuckled. Somebody asked for a picture with him, and they were fired. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was like, he's one of the people that they considered impossible. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, but you got it. I did. You got mm-hmm. it. And here's a great picture of Muhammad Ali. Here's here's the Sean. Is this the Sean Penn? That's picture? the picture. Yeah, that's, that's oh, that the picture. That is a great yeah. picture. Yeah. That's like that is the the embodiment of young Sean Penn. Mm-hmm. And there's Sammy Davis Jr. Is that Alta Vise? Yes, it is. And there's that's the Al Pacino doing his Al Pacino pers- sure. public persona yes. character. The guy who before he ducks away from you. Yeah, uh, one of my idols, Albert, Albert Brooks. Brooks. Yeah, yeah. An- another guy was not particularly. I mean, I can't. I can never say that they're nasty because mm-hmm. everybody has their time and their place. And a yeah. lot of them, if you don't meet them in a, in a at a public setting, they have no obligation mm-hmm. to be nice or even talk to you. Yeah. So, well, but you you are definitely pulling great photos out of people, maybe because you are just, it's clear you're not in it for, you are yeah. not in it to just be a, a exactly. paparazzi That's and you're exactly just, right. you're bothering these people every day. And yeah, let, we'll put some of these up on the Twitter account and people can check them out. Yeah. So, yeah, you should, do, you should get a book together. These are great pictures. I, I'm, I'm working on it. I'm in the process, you know. I, I consider that like um, not grunt work, but that, mm-hmm. that's something that somebody can do on a computer. I'm not mm-hmm. that guy. Yeah. I can take a picture, but yeah. how to fork out a Twitter thing or yeah. a computer thing? Yeah. I don't. Well, know. Well, we'll we'll get it. We'll get some of these yeah. up, and we'll get. Look, I'll say this: Mike's a producer on the show. You'd think some of these would have been pre-ready to go up. Not the case. <laughs> it's perfectly fine. Uh-huh. I guess that's. Uh-huh. I guess that's the producing we're doing now. You know, I'm coordinating these things in a bar. Mm-hmm. You know, there's alcoholic drinks involved, so yeah. 
I just drink water. Things slide. The things tend to the slide. Things slide, and it yeah. slides on me, Mike. It slides. <laughs> what if I? What if I? See, if I was if I was to slide the way you're sliding, I'd I would I would get your apmike.bandcamp.com wrong. Yeah. Then nobody could go there and buy a Masses shirt. Uh-huh. God knows how many of these things you're selling um, on um, that site. I have to say, I have to make an announcement. Uh, I, I am sold out on Medium right now, oh, so temporarily out. And this, this, and you know what this means. <laughs> the next, the next thing I'm going to get, Tom. I need more mediums. So, I would say this: you can still order a medium. It'll just take a couple more weeks to come to you. But right. they're they're not exactly. gonna they're not gonna. We're making we'll make more of them. Just a heads up, I you know customer service. I mm-hmm. always want to be. You know, on top of the film. Yeah, that's what he's up on top of. <laughs> uh, to, in terms of getting these pictures ready to go to drop them live on the air, now that he, he's, uh, now then it's the bar, then it's the drinks, then it's the thing. Well, I didn't um, know what, what particular pictures no, would, okay. would catch your All right, Mike. Tom, okay. You know? All right. You're off the hook. Oh. See, this is a, this is a routine. Now I get the, now I'm getting the they get the Fredo routine all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> now he's Fredo. He goes. He slides from Corleone to Corleone. One minute he's he's um, Michael telling me how it is. Next minute it's not going his way. He starts doing the Fredo routine. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I tell you, yeah. I always felt bad for Fredo. You know, he's just trying to entertain his guests down in Cuba. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, Jim. Where can people get in touch with you? Do you have a, do you have a, a like a photography Do you do other are you for hire as a photographer also? Yeah, I I do I used to do weddings. I I used to do a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um I don't We really, all used to do a lot yeah. of things. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it goes for everybody. I don't really do it anymore. Mm-hmm. Um actually yesterday I did my first paparazzi stuff in maybe ten years? There's okay, a girl named Stana Kotick from Castle on ABC. Okay, they don't need a plug because they cancel them. Yeah, but she happens to be very attractive and a pretty good actress. Mm-hmm. I just wanted a picture of her for maybe eight, ten years. Anybody in H and H's would know. I would moan when she came on TV. So. Okay, you moan when. Yeah. Here we go. Here's uh-huh. now. With, now the pieces are clicking together on this. Why you and Mike? Hit I would it off keep like both a, hands like on a, the bar as I did it, like a house on fire. Yeah. I'd moan when the. You might. You might want to see what you can do about that moaning in public, Jim. Well, I. Uh, she did a one-day play yesterday, mm-hmm. so I went back into my thing and I got a picture of her going in. Oh, that's a fun picture. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and as soon as I got this, I said, "That's that's that's a." I think I'm done. I, you know, I think this is my cue to get out of uh, photography. That might be that, that one. That one might mean the game is passing you by when it's somebody with both arms up, as if they're being mugged. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, no, but that's. I'm sure it's just, it must just be such a different climate now for for celebrities. Yeah. They're getting they're getting bombarded with this every second, You're right. and they just don't want to get because it used you could see someone's camera before right. in the past. You saw yeah. they'd have a camera around their neck or they had mm-hmm. a camera in their hands. Now people just have to pull that cell phone or they're right. talking on the phone and they just turn it into a camera. Yeah. So it's a different climate, so it's understandable. 
I understand it completely. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, everybody's out there. You, ha- you got these guys with clipboards and 20 stills. Mm-hmm. They want to get signed, and they go on to eBay. Yeah. But you were saying that um, I probably get my pictures because I'm nice and mm-hmm. polite, mm-hmm. and I did wait five hours to get that first picture. Okay. I worried, well, we're yeah. waiting another two. Well, that's, that. okay, that's a little better. Yeah, then. yeah. <laughs> that, uh, sure. Well, that's a happy ending yeah. for the story. Uh-huh. Then. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. It would be different if that was the first picture and the other one was the second picture. Yeah. I, yeah. Wouldn't, want to hear, I wouldn't want to hear that story. <laughs> but uh, I'm glad that's the that's the way it went. Yeah. So, yeah. so, Jim, where – so, people, is there a place – do you have a, a – a, do do you want people to get in touch with you, or are you just? Really? I, I I you know I think he's got su- such great stuff, mm-hmm. uh, but like he said, he he's not like really Mister Tech guy. Sure. Uh, I think the ideal place would be a blog, and um, maybe one of the mm-hmm. listeners might get in touch with me, and I can put them in touch with Jim to maybe create a blog. Sure. And, uh, you can. Uh, All right. Everybody yeah, can no. see these photos because they're so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what's the actress from the The Sopranos? Um, oh, Annabella Fiore. Yes, yes. Yeah, she's another one. I I had a picture of her uh, that I took at the Six Feet Under premiere, and so she did a play. I can't say the name of it with Chris Rock. Mm-hmm. Something about a gentleman a with a hat. Yeah, yeah. with a hat. And um, <laughs> I had the picture backstage, and she saw it, and she took it from me. Mm-hmm. And same thing, she didn't believe I took it, and then. She really wasn't going to give it back to me. She said, I love this picture. It's the best mm-hmm. picture ever. She showed it to Bobby Carnavale, and then mm-hmm. they're pointing at me. And, and the whole time I'm like, I just want my picture back. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. she came uh, over and she uh, said, you know, I'll sign it, but you have to promise that you'll get me a copy. Mm-hmm. And I swore to her that I would do it. And um, and I made good on my promise. I made a copy, and I went to the theater following Sunday to give it to her, and mm-hmm. the play closed. I missed it. So if she's listening, um, all right. Get in touch with Mike and <laughs> yeah, get in touch with Mike. AP Mike. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I have my MySpace, but I don't keep up. I don't. <laughs> keep Annabella Skiora orders a masses T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, I'll jump a, off the roof. She can leave a note <laughs> yeah. in the comments section. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is great. I appreciate you coming in and, and showing these pictures. These are really special, and uh, hopefully, they can get out there and people can see them because again, they really do capture a certain. Uh, it's the time as much as the people, yeah. so we'll put it. We'll start putting them, uh, some pictures up on the on the Twitter, and uh, the and people can see see them in all their glory. And sure. then uh, who knows? You get a book going, and you get AP Mike to he's just you just got to give him a taste. Yeah. That's all he wants. That's it. That's all, right. all he just, wants is a just taste. listeners be nice. Don't I'll, copy them. I'll don't write don't. the forward. Yeah. Okay. Forward by AP Mike. It'll be a plug. It all began in a bar. Uh, Yeah. When Jim began moaning. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Here's Mike's story. Castle was on. (laughs) What's with the guy down the bar moaning? (laughs) One guy at the one end won't talk. What's his deal? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Jim Murphy, for coming in. And we let's. People check out the Best Show uh, Twitter account, and you'll see some of his pictures. Thanks for coming in. I'm going to go back to the phones for a little bit, and then we're going to, I guess we'll do the half-hour power, right? Okay. Are you good with that, Mike? Sure. Yeah. You good, Mike? Yeah, I'm good. You good? good. I'm not going to hear you moan about this. I did something <laughs> wrong. God knows what I do wrong. No, I'm the moaner. Oh, that's right. You're the moaner. Oh. I just, please, whatever you do, don't put Castle on out there. Best show. 
Hey, Tom, it's Jess from um, Australia. How are you? Jess from Hello? Australia. How are you, Jess? Yeah, but um, I'm in Ecuador at the moment, so I'm not exactly in Australia. What brought you to Ecuador? I'm in the Galapagos Islands. Swimming, I guess, holiday. <laughs> so just, you just I'm so wanted... excited, I'm sorry. That's okay, you just wanted a vacation. <laughs> yeah, and um, are we doing that dumb stories? We most certainly are. Okay, well this is a dumb one and it's from today. I, uh, <laughs> I wanted to listen to the best show live, but I forgot that in Ecuador the time is different. So is this the end of the show nearly? We're, we're, yeah, we're down the, down the home stretch here. Yeah, I was gonna listen to it live, cause in Melbourne, in Australia, I, I have to work, so I can't listen to it live, and this is my only chance, and I blew it. I'm sorry. <laughs> well look, it's not going anywhere, you can listen to it on, as a podcast tomorrow. Yes, Don't I know, worry. and I've been catching up with the best show all the time, and I have to say, this is my favorite show, and I'm so psyched I'm on. <laughs> I was actually on in 2012 as well, but um, I think I was telling a dumb story, so mm -hmm. I got, like, cut off. No, I didn't hang up on you. <laughs> I hung up on you? The house is... Oh, I don't think you hung up. It just went flat. Okay. And um, it may have been connection. Problems. I gotta just say, but you were it, really nice. If it if it just went flat, that means I probably hung up on you. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> it happened. No, I, I. But you sound surprised. You were probably you, you were like, probably calling up and talking too much about Gary Gary beers and. Yep. Peter Garrett and all the things everyone from Australia talks about. Yahoo Serious and who else were you talking about? Kylie Minogue. And we just, I just couldn't take it. Who do you like better? Kylie Minogue or Danny Minogue? Um, my sister likes Danny, so I have to like Kylie yeah. then. Well, you're, you're right anyway, though. Yeah. Kylie Minogue's better than Danny. No, but, uh, what? Kylie Minogue's better than Danny Minogue. Yeah, but I think um, Danny Minogue's more relatable because, you know, yeah, but older sister-sibling rivalry. Yeah. But what, are you going to hang out with either of them? No. <laughs> so go for the better one. No. Kylie Minogue. <laughs> whatever you say, Tom, whatever you say. Oh, I have mm. another thing as well. Okay, Last week that? when you were... Um, Talking about uh, the Beach Boys, uh, that was so funny. I was laughing in the bus, and someone thought I was crying. So, <laughs> so there's one for you, Tom. I'll take that. That to me, that's the best thing <laughs> I can hear is that people were laughing at the show because I do the show, and sometimes I come out. And I'm just like, what, "What did you guys think of the show?" And then uh, Pat Byrne will go like. Like, uh, yeah, and he'll be like, yeah. He'll go, yeah. I'll go, yeah, that's it? And then Duty will be like, uh, Duty will say like, you want some, you want some feedback? Like, you want, you want notes? I'll be like, notes? And then Mike is already just like half out the door. So I don't even know, these guys make me think the show's not funny. So it's nice to hear that you thought it was funny.
I think it's hilarious every week, well, every week. Thank and, you. I, and you're the only podcast that I'm up to date with. I've got like 20 podcasts that I'm not up to date with, but with you, Tom. Like which ones are you week. not up to date? Which one, which other podcasts do you listen to? Okay. Well, I listen to WTF and yes. I swear I've got like, I got like five that I haven't listened to. Okay, that's not um, that's comedy not, bang bang. But that's not bad for them. Five five uh, WTFs behind. That's not bad. You can you can knock that out pretty quick. <laughs> um, comedy oh, bang bang. Sure, I, I'm not up to date with that anymore. Okay. Um, the dollop. Ugh. <laughs> the dollop. You're not up to only date. you, Tom. Which one is the dollop now? <laughs> what is that? Uh, what's that? The uh, Dave. Uh, David Gregory is that who uh, says the dollop? Um, I'm not really sure. It's like two guys, and they talk about American history. Oh, oh, wait a minute! It's that podcast with two guys. Oh, that yes. one. <laughs> oh, that two that podcast where two guys talk. Oh, yeah. these podcasts. <laughs> so it's only you, you and and um, I don't know. That's it. Well, thank you. <laughs> and yours a three-hour podcast too. So I know. Quite, I know. I'm here every. Intense. I'm here doing it. I know it's three hours. It's hard <laughs> to do it. It's long. It's exhausting. And I even, I even love the hour of power as well. Well, thank you. I love it. <laughs> thank you, Jess. And I'm thank looking on. So I'm looking. Much. I'm looking on Twitter, and people like you calling in. People I like, Jess from Australia. Swimming in the Galapagos Islands must be nice. It was. I swam with a turtle today, so it was really cool. It's a cool day. With a tur with not with the not with turtle the actor turtle. You didn't swim no, with no, you didn't swim no. with Jerry Ferrara. No, no, no. What if that what would if what if yeah, cool yeah. what if that was available in the Galapagos Islands? You go down. It's just like it's like we got two things. You could swim with turtles, or you can swim with turtle. And it's him dressed as turtle, and he climbs into the ocean with you, and you're just like, yeah, I think I might go Ew. back to one of the other turtles. Are there other turtles? I think I'm, I think I'm over the, the novelty of this, of swimming with Jerry Ferrara. Oh. Yeah, that would be really, that, that'll go sour pretty quick. Yeah. So I, I swam with a real turtle. Good. So that was cool, but this is the highlight, man. This is the highlight of the trip. All right, Jess. You are the highlight of this show for calling. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh wow. That Thank was... you. Thank you so much. No, you have a great night. Enjoy your fancy vacation and uh we'll oh, talk thank to you, you. Soon. And and thank you for uh picking up the phone on me. Of course. You have a great night. <laughs> Bye. Best show. Hi, Tom. Hi. To whom am I speaking? Hi, how are you? I'm good. Uh, to, to whom am I speaking? You are speaking to Nate from Sacramento. Nate from Sacramento. Sacramento. California. Yeah, I know. I, <laughs> Sorry. I, I, I know say. some people call and say Portland and they don't identify. Who is your favorite member of the Sacramento Kings? I'm going to have to go a little bit further back. It's Nolan Current. 
It would probably be no, Mike no, Bibby. no one current. I don't know who that is. What position did no one current play? <laughs> um, he played not on the team at the moment. Okay, who who is your favorite player then of all time? I think Mike Bibby. Mike Bibby, that's a good. That was a good era. That it was. was it really was. was. And team. I went to Arizona back in the day. So. Oh, that team was so much fun. Chris Weber and Mike Bibby and. Jason Williams. Remember Jason Williams? <laughs> I do. Vladi Divac. <laughs> That's who I was going to bring up, little Vladi. And uh, Doug Christie. That was and Stoyakovich. I can never say Page his name. Page Stoyakovich. That was a fun. And they go. didn't win. They didn't win. They got robbed. Um, is that like a shared opinion outside of Sacramento? Ooh, because yes. we always felt that way. No, that is a shared opinion. Don't worry. America is with Sacramento on that um, thievery that happened. <laughs> yeah, Robert Ori really did um, hurt us there. Yep. America's with you. Don't worry. We All recognize right. Sacramento as the Western <laughs> Conference champions that year. Not just cowbells and everything like that in the valley here? No, not just cowbells. Nice. And... So what's going on tonight? Um, I just wanted to do a quick call, if I can, for two things. One is to um, thank you for the last couple of years. I just am somewhat of a new listener, and um, it's been really nice to have a podcast. Or I know it's a radio show, but I listen to it via podcast most you, often. You call it whatever you just... want to call it. <laughs> one that kind of takes me away from I heard you for the first time on um, another podcast that I listen to daily and it's political and that one is so it can be serious and sad sometimes and what is that you bring like a bright spot what is that Sam Cedar it is it is the majority and, uh, report with Sam Cedar Sam's a good guy and I heard that he got his start on your show the first episode or, of the Majority Report was a sub-show within the best show a long, long time ago. And um, you guys have similar humor, and it's been really, really nice over the last couple of years. So thank you, sir. You're welcome. That's very nice of you to say. Have a great night. You have a greater night. Good night. I want to tell you all, you guys know Hatch. Robert Hatch Miller and Paloma Basu. You know them. They made the Sill Johnson movie, Any Way the Wind Blows. Such a great movie documentary about the singer Sill Johnson. And if you are in Northampton, Mass, this Friday, it's going to be at the uh, Northampton Film Festival. Any Way the Wind Blows, screening on Friday. At 9 p.m. at the Parlor Room in Northampton, Massachusetts. And Rob and Paloma will be there for a Q&A. And you can get ticket info at NorthamptonFilmFestival.com. It's a really, uh, it's a really great movie. I had uh, a very uh, minor uh, role with it. It's there. It's but they they made a great movie. I watched them make a great movie. And if you're in Northampton, go see it in the theater and ask Rob and Paloma questions. And 
I still got these Goner Fest tickets sitting on the table. So for that guy, Kevin from Austin is in the lead for them. He's he's waiting to see if someone can swoop in. I'm telling you, these tickets. First of all, Goner Fest is this uh, this week. It's uh, it's uh, September 29th through October 2nd in Memphis. I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna be emceeing the Saturday night show at the uh, where is that? At the High Tone, right? Yeah, the High Tone. Gonerfest is my, is my favorite, uh, rock, uh, thing to go see. And, uh, there's so many great bands are going to be there. Black Lips, Raining Sound, uh, Spray Paint is going to be there. Kid Congo, Sick Thoughts, Blind Shake, Aquarian Blood. So many good bands. Don't miss it. The Knots. <gasps> the Knots will be there. Fred and Tootie will be there from uh, from uh, Dead Moon. Can't wait. Best show. Hi, Tom. Hi. How are you? I'm good. To whom am I speaking? This is uh, Matt from Astoria. Matt from Astoria. What's up in Astoria tonight, Matt? Uh, nothing. Just listen to the show. Doing some reading. Sounds good, Brian. Good night overall. Hey, did you hear about the Gorch shirts, Matt? I did not. Do you know the Gorch? Oh, yeah, I do. Yeah. And there's these shirts that we've been selling for years uh, over at StereoLaughs.com. And they are, uh, uh, we have a whole bunch of Gorch shirts in stock. And they are um, going to, we're not making any more of them. So what? whatever, when we sell through, we sell through. When they're gone, they're gone. So limited, limited time only. Gorge shirt for this from this point on. Yes, you go get them in uh, at StereoLaughs dot com. No, oh, thank you for telling me, Tom. I know you've been mentioning that the past few weeks. Yes, thank you, Matt. So what 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 brought you to the telephone tonight? Um, so I had a uh, I'm dumb story, but uh, I don't think it's going to be Kevin's. So I had a interesting thing to talk to you about since there's been so much Beach Boy talk recently. I know I've been really going back into the to the to the uh to the corners of my mind. Yeah. Remembering these stories. Uh, well I hope that you haven't uh heard this before because I'd like for you to hear this from me. Don't I let me um, see if I can guess. You're gonna sing round, round, get around, I get around, yeah. I have heard it. Oh, well, I can hang up now then. Now go, what were you gonna do? Um <laughs> uh, do you know who uh Mike Love's nephew is? Yeah, of course I do. Oh, I'm disappointed now. Well, who are you disappointed in? Yourself? Myself. I thought that that, I feel like, I I don't know. I'm not sure why I didn't think you would know that. Now now I am disappointed in myself. You ever hear the show? You ever hear me talk about basketball? What do you think? I'm not gonna, I'm I'm not gonna figure out that a a guy named Love in the NBA is also, uh, who whose father was also in the NBA? Mike Love's brother. Yeah, this was. Yeah, Stan Love. Yeah, I did a very bad job. I would have known who that was if there was no th- such person as Mike Love. I would have figured out Kevin Love is Stan Love's kid. Yeah, I feel like this is my dumb thing. You know what? It is. 
Japan. Oh, it happened in front of the world right now. It did. <laughs> you know what happened? You started a joke, right? <laughs> you started the whole world laughing. The whole world laughing. But you didn't see that the joke was on ye. Right? It was on me. Because I can't make it me, because it it's not on me. It's on you. No. Oh, right. bummer. Yeah, well, well live, I'm live glad with that. that. Live with that for the rest of your life. Your flop, your five-star flop in front of the world. It happened. Had to happen to one of us. What is this? Is this is money for you. It's an envelope. Hmm. Money for me. I like money. This isn't money. It's like a drawn. It says apmike.bandcamp.com bucks. This is one worth one dollar for any purchase at apmike.bandcamp.com. Then it says at the bottom, expired. Great. He doesn't even give me. He doesn't even give me it. He knows I'm going to open these envelopes when he puts them in front of me. I don't get it. I don't get it anymore. So, I guess do we end the best show? Is this it? Is this the end of the best show? No more phones ringing? If that guy Kevin from Austin is listening, I would like him to call right now. I want you to call Kevin from Austin. Call 201-332-3484. Maybe, just maybe, I will award you with these Gonerfest gold tickets. I might not, though. You got a call in one minute, bro. Let's see. Uh, 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 Boomer humor says Mike is like a feudal lord on Twitter. That's uh, Hannah. 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 Remember when uh, what's his face would always say that to Hannah on Girls? Hannah, what's your problem? What is your problem, Hannah? So he's mad at her, Adam. He's the new Darth Vader. What's that? Best show. Hey, Tom, it's Kevin from Austin. All right. First of all, who said that? Kevin from Austin? No, in the background. Who just yelled in the background? Oh, it was my roommate. He was really excited right now. <laughs> all right, that's, a, this is, that's not helping. Sorry about that. Let me ask you this. You're seriously going to go... You're going to use these tickets. If I give them to you, you're going to use them. 100%. You're seriously, how far is it to drive from Austin to Memphis? Nine hours. You're going to do it? Yep. You promise me you're going to do it? I 100% promise you, Tom. All right. Email me and I'll, I'll, I'll uh, give you a pair of tickets to go to Gonerfest 
this this from Thursday to, to Sunday it goes, and it's going to be so much fun, and I'm going to be there, and it's uh, just email me, and we'll we'll I'll make the connection for that. Thank you. I am really excited right now. Thank you so much. Look, it had to turn around for you after that disaster of a story. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. At least now you got some stuff going your way, right? Yeah, absolutely. This is way better. Oh, my God. Wait. Yeah, of course it's way better than that terrible story you said. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. I could, tell, I could tell I you, you, I could tell you, you lost. Happy. I could say I'm not going to give you the tickets, and that's still better than that story. Taking them back might make me feel bad, but, yeah, I can't be worse than that even then. You, Kevin, <laughs> Kevin from Austin, yep. you get, I'm going to just read it here from, from Goner, um, a pair of tickets to the fest, everything that comes with the golden ticket uh, deal. So congratulations. Thank you. Thank you so much. Of course. Uh, yeah. I'll see you in Memphis. See you there. All right, bye. Yeah, people should turn out. Go to Gonerfest. If you're in uh, Memphis or Tennessee, go to it. Best show. Yeah, hey, Tom, this is Perry from Philadelphia. Perry. Oh, I know this Perry. This is the guy from Hound. The, yeah, that's me. The hottest rock band in Philly, Hound. <laughs> you tried the best. Now here's the rest, Hound. Wait, no, that's wrong. That came out, right? That, that might be right. Do you ever say on the stage, Perry? Do you ever say, if you're a, if you're ever seeing a band play, and they're just doing nothing special, you just give Hound a call, and we'll come back to your town. Remember when <laughs> uh, when uh, when what's his face said that Paul Stanley? Yeah, we usually just play the entire CD of his ranch and then like half a song yeah that would be better so what what's going on perry from hound uh first i'd like to state that i'm nervous uh to call in i've never called in before relax okay i'm good now uh also that i i don't i i think i might have missed the ticket thing i can't go to the to goner fest anyway but i have a dumb story let's hear it Okay. Well, first of all, I collect a lot of T-shirts. I have a huge T-shirt collection, so that kind of has everything to do with it. So a couple years ago, like five years ago or so, I went on tour with a friend's band in California. Mm -hmm. So I flew out to California, and we are headed to Vegas, which is also weird because I know the top, well, not the topic was Vegas a couple weeks ago, even though everybody wanted to tell Vegas stories. Uh so, first of all, we drove past the Clown Motel, which was crazy. Oh. Yeah, and uh, uh, for some reason, I really wanted to stop in, and nobody else was interested, but anyway. So, the whole time we're in Vegas, I was like, I got to go into one of these awful souvenir shops and buy a T-shirt, um, just because I've never been to Vegas. And I, we only had, like, three hours to spend in the entire place. And I have really bad anxiety around even small places like regular shows and everything so going to vegas was like a nightmare so we go to the top of the eiffel tower building whatever it is they have there and uh 
we go to the show and we spend all this time. I was like, I got to get a t-shirt before we leave. I got to get a t-shirt. So we run into this souvenir shop and they're like, oh, well, we have this deal. You buy two, you get one free. And I was like, oh, that's great. They're these like really cheap looking uh, boardwalk type shirts, you know, with the iron on, pick one off the wall. So I was like, well, I only really want to get this uh, very popular novelty shirt. If you police Warner Brother with the Warner Brothers logo, uh-huh. I'm sure you've seen it every boardwalk ever. Uh, probably wouldn't have bought that now. <laughs> but so I was like, well, I have to get three. So I'll buy one for my friend of this uh, some other thing he wants. And he got some stupid George Bush shirt or something. I don't know, like anti-George Bush. And I got this one with like a bunch of horses. I don't know. So I hand the guy my credit card, and he's like, that's uh, something like $112. I was like, I'm getting three shirts, and it was buy two, get one yeah. free. Why is it? And at the time, I worked a construction job. I was making a ton of money, and I, for some reason, without thinking, I was just like, whatever. And I handed him the credit card. And not thinking anything of it, I just spent $112 on three awful T-shirts. I don't think I even liked one of them. Why, why was it that much? Well, they're like, oh, well, you know, uh, there's, this is multiple colors. It's, like, it's an iron-on t-shirt. Oh, it's, it's one thing. Perry. And my friend is like, you don't have to do that. And I, yeah. I was so, the whole trip just gave me so much anxiety. and You panicked. Yeah, I mean, it, it freaked, I the panicked. trip freaked you out so much. Meanwhile, you should have gone for a T-shirt. There's places down on the... You had to go up to the top of the Eiffel Tower for your T-shirt. Go on the street and get them. No, no, no. That's where I got it. After the Eiffel Tower thing, we wandered around. Those are the three things I did. You were down on the street and you bought... You went to the one place that sold T-shirts at exorbitant price. This is dumb dumb stories, right? This is... I can't defend it. It's dumb. Perry... Look, my, my I friend love. Was so, I, I love you, buddy. I love you, but this is a dumb story. <laughs> you are not. You are not, not kidding when you said this is dumb. Dude, your friend is your friend standing there, and so okay, Sorry, I mean to cut you off. No, no, it's okay. I didn't mean to cut you off. He he was just standing there telling me like you know basically like you don't have to do this. Don't spend this money. I don't care. He didn't care about the free shirt he was getting. He just picked one off the wall because it was. To yeah. get one free. Yeah. And now, I don't know why, I don't know why I did it now, thinking back on it. I don't know why I did it then, besides I was just like, get me out of Vegas. Like, I know we were leaving right after that. I just wanted to leave, and I was like, uh, I wanted this shirt from Vegas. I guess this is part of the story. Oh, I don't know. Perry, Perry. Live and learn, but bull boy on that one. Yeah, I mean, I have uh, over a thousand T-shirts now, yeah. and I don't spend that much money on any of them. Instead, I spent that much. It was, oh, and they're the cheapest shirts. I can't, yeah. I can't give them away. People are like, "What is this shirt?" And I'm like, "It's got a long story. Do you want it? You could just have it." And I'm like, eh, not really. <laughs> so you can't even. Oh, buddy, you you're you're a, you're a sweet dude. Tell everybody uh, what's going on with your band Hound. Where can what's going? What's what's happening? Well, Chris is on tour right now with Titus Andronicus, Big Steve. So from Ted Leo and the Pharma, he's from Ted Leo and the Pharmacist, and then That's he's right. in Hound also. And then 
now he's drumming with Titus Andronicus. Yeah, we let him borrow them for a little bit. I don't know. Who are touring with a giant dog. Yes, yes. That was the first thing I told Chris. I was like, you got to watch the opening band. They're incredible. I love it. So, so what, so what, when Chris comes oh. back, there'll be more Hound? Yeah, we actually have half of an album, uh, already recorded for the next stuff. We started recording with Jay Robbins, uh, which is like a dream. And, uh, just keep writing the rest of the songs and recording the rest of it, uh, late January. We scheduled time, so. I want you to make this next record. You should definitely, you know the band Zebra? Do you know the band Zebra? Is that like an old band? Yeah. Who's behind the door? I want you to listen to Zebra before okay. you do this next batch of recording and bring that, the energy of Zebra into the, cause that was a power trio. Yes. I, w- I will definitely do that. I'll send you the songs that we already have uh, Please recorded. Do. I think you'll like them. All right, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. All right. You take care. You too. Mac. So that ends the best show. We'll do the half hour power next. We'll do that right away. Half hour power. Uh, 30 minutes of unscreened phone calls. So start calling in a few minutes. The best show is over. We will be back next week. Will we? We will. I think, right? I don't know anymore. Here's a record by my friend, Neil Haggerty and Howling Hex. It's a single that they put out. And the song is called Full Moon and Gemini. It's a two-sided, uh, or a two, Part one and part two comprise this single. Let's check this out, and the best show will be back next week. Thanks for listening. Thanks to Jim Murphy for coming by. We will talk to you all next week. Bye.